every time I bring up my favorite movie or song, y'all call my shit corny. You act like I don't have no taste and no flavor. I'm a Luddite or some bullshit like that. What kind of particular shit is that? It's the shit I like. That's what I like. That's my type of shit. You know? Why don't you know y'all just say something nice? Showtime. Hello, everybody, and welcome. My name is Brandon, and this is the Say Something Nice podcast. I don't have any of my sound effects or anything today. Um, I'm joined here today with Ken. Hey, hello. Um, Ali. Hello. And our special guest, Moji, from TV Movie Mistress. Hey, guys. All right, and we are here because um, this coming weekend, of course, is, you know, as everybody's anticipating, is um, the opening of Avengers Infinity War. For which, if you don't have your tickets already, um, well, <laughs> too bad. <laughs> yeah, you're out of options at this point. Um, I'm sure every ticket on planet Earth has been sold already. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this, um, this is—is is this like—is this like the? Um, is this like um, what do you call that? The um, uh, what's that? That uh, HBO show where um, everyone gets taken away. Um, Leftovers? Yeah, leftovers. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Leftovers. <laughs> After the what was what was the technical term in, in the Bible for, for that? The rapture. The rapture. There you go. Yeah, it's like the rapture. You missed you missed your ticket. <laughs> yeah, that show did a really good job in sort of presenting an alternative. Yep. But I don't have my ticket, so <gasps> I lost out. No, no. Oh, Oh, I, I know. I'm sure I can find one. I'm sure I can find one. I sure hope you do. You might be able to catch a matinee somewhere. Hopefully, because I can't stand the internet. Cause- yeah, because the internet is good to spoil shit like oh. all the time. Yeah, you're going to have to log off entirely. Yeah, that's the only reason I'm like rushing to see it because motherfuckers have Tourette's after like 12 hours. <sighs> yeah, I can just, I already know that by by hours of the release, there's going to be like GIFs on Tumblr. There's going to be people um, just talking about, you know, scenes. Oh, there's there's going to be just some people just spoiling stuff. Like they would just put as a text post that would just get reblogged over and over again. Yep. Don't and, spoil uh, me, colonizer. Yeah. <laughs> that should be the show title, Don't Spoil Me, Colonizer. Don't spoil me. Um, But yeah, so I actually just want to talk a little bit, you know, I mean, obviously everybody wants to see the movie. Everybody, everybody's, you know, really like hyped up for it. Um, but I wanted to, you know, sort of kind of talk about Marvel Studios movies in general, you know, what people think of them and all like that. Like, uh, so, because the thing is this, um, did you guys see what James Cameron said this weekend? I did. Uh, He's mad because Black Panther just like um, kind of what, uh, mushed the, the shit out of Titanic out of the spot. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and he's like, st- go, go ahead, Darlene. You can stay mad though. I mean, he has no other choice. <laughs> stay mad. I mean, Abby. I mean, you would think he was. You would think it was Netflix, but that's kind of vitriol. Yeah. <laughs> what were you saying, Moji? Like his statement just drips with pettiness. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, you had a long run. Enjoy it. Um. You know, things will come around to um, take things out, and you still have Avatar. 
Does he? Which you, yeah. Which you've been working on the sequel for for like ever since that movie came out. So, there, I mean, there, are, there are babies starting high school that <laughs> weren't alive when the first Avatar was made. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm just saying, like he's he's got it for right now. Um, but he he's shaking in his boots about Infinity War mm-hmm. taking him down. That's that's all it is. You should you never let never let them see you. You what is it, Brandon? Never let them see you sweat or whatever. Yeah, like, yo, Moji, can you can you turn your mic up a little bit? Like I heard you in the background, but it's like it was trying to like <clears throat> knock you out of your own like thing. Let me see here. Let me see here. One moment. Yeah. What about now? Is that better? That's way better. Yes. Okay. No, no. I was saying. Um, damn it! I forgot what I was saying. Um, no, I kind of stopped giving a fuck about. James Cameron's Avatar when I realized it was literally Fern Gully and I was like you're not doing anything special here sir right yeah yeah because this is what he said he said I'm hoping we'll start getting Avenger fatigue here pretty soon not that (laughs) not that I don't love the movies it's just come on guys there are other stories to tell besides hyper gondol males without families doing death defying things for two hours and wrecking cities in the process it's like oi that's the last fight. I- mm. Then, I- then, then here's the deal. Then James Cameron, if you if you think so, then go ahead and make an epic movie. Listen, <laughs> I, I, listen. I love the way you told him, like a like a uh, the way you said that so sassy. Well, <laughs> well James Cameron, Mister James Cameron, well Jimmy. <laughs> I mean, he said all that, but he's about to make another one of them damn uh, Terminator movies. Thank you. Which is just what like rehash. Damn. Yeah. The last good Terminator movie was Terminator 2. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, yes. So that, I thought we could have a little discussion about how Marvel Studios got here and why everybody's so damn mad. Um, so, you know, it's just like, you know, like... Wait, could you put into context, could you put into context what you just mean by everybody's mad? Yeah, we're going we're gonna to put both of those in context. So... As you guys know, well, actually, I'll ask, I'll ask this first before we get into all that. What was the first superhero movie that you ever saw, if you can remember what it was? Or the first one that you remember? I I couldn't tell you the first one I remember, but probably the first Batman. No, because the, the first Batman movie was probably one of the Superman films on TV. Right. I just, so I, that's what I have to say. I was going to say the Batman movie. That's the only one I guess I can say, remember probably going to the theater to see. Right. Like, I'm fairly certain I saw one of Superman movies first, but the first one I remember seeing is Supergirl. Yeah. Um, TriStar Supergirl with um, Helen Slater. Um, bless her heart. Which I need to rewatch because I heard, like, it's, it's like one of those movies that, like, you watched on TV that was, like, uh, pretty much in retrospect, everybody says how, how horrible of a movie was. But because I guess I watched it in, from the lens of a little kid. Mm-hmm. With no perspective and plus, ooh, superpowers and stuff. You know, and plus it was on TV all the time. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Moji, do you remember what the first superhero movie was that you saw? Uh, okay. I don't know where she is. Ali, um, have you... Can't hear me? There you go. Okay. Um, I guess I have to talk directly into the mic. No, I said I don't recall... I don't recall. I wish I did. I it, it, the only like the only movie I remember like that is like my first scary movie, which was Chucky. But superhero, not really. I cannot. Okay. 
um, and Ali? Um, I think it was when one of the Superman movies came to TV. Um, we didn't have a, a cinemas weren't popular when I was a kid. It was only when I turned like maybe like uh, thirteen and so. That's I didn't have them. Huh? <laughs> what? No, Cin- what? You t- he told me that the first movie theater they had they built around the top about ninety three, ninety four about Jurassic Park time. Right, but they weren't popular. Like it wasn't a, it wasn't a popular thing. Okay. Right, like it wasn't, it wasn't something you'd model your afternoon around just yet. Like people, people were still content with just staying at home and watching stuff. Because remember, like I said again, the way the TV worked back then was that we had the entire package, whereas you all had to pay for certain channels. We didn't have to do that. We got everything with one one monthly fee. So people were still content with the the stuff that was um, hitting the t- the TV screens after maybe like what. Um, nine months of being of of when it was in the theater. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so yeah. Um, so I remember just seeing the first, one of the. I don't know which Superman movie it was, but I just remember seeing a Superman uh, movie when it was on TV. Okay. Live um, action, excuse me. Right. Um. Yeah. Yeah, and so like the sort of the trend back then, of course, you know, was that you know how everything else generally works, you know. If a movie company wants to make a movie based on a comic book character, they would go to the comic book company, they would pay a licensing fee, and they'll make the movie themselves. You know, maybe they might consult the writers and whatever like that, but generally they could do what they want to do. Perfect example of Superman 1 and 2. Superman has all sorts of powers that he doesn't have in the comics, just made up shit, like like the um the cellophane S. Uh <laughs> Being able to stop heat beams with his hand. Wow. All, all sorts of foods they just made up. Uh, uh, um, amnesia kiss. Never forget the amnesia, amnesia kiss. Amnesia Yeah. Ah. At the end of Superman 2, he kisses Lois to make sure to forget the, all the events of the first two movies so that she doesn't remember <laughs> that he's Superman. Wow. Okay. Yeah, they, they pretty much like we were dealing with a sil- silver age Superman who just has whatever powers they make up that they need at the moment. Yeah. It's like, oh, he can make time, you know, he can fly the Earth in the opposite orbit and make time go back. Yeah. Uh, you know, oh, I'm going to kiss you and make you forget. Oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that because he's a Superman. Mm-hmm. Way too powerful. Uh, so with Marvel, of course, you know, the first thing they ever had made for them was a Captain America serial back in 1943. This is like, you know, where you go to the movie theater once a week, usually kids on Saturdays, and you would see, you know, chapter one, Captain America. Discovers the um the Red Skull, chapter two. The Red Skull fights back, you know, that kind of stuff. And it always is in a cliffhanger. Um, and apparently they got paid for that exactly zero dollars. They just want the free publicity. Hmm. Um, and so of course, you know, Marvel had, you know, cartoon shows and live action shows on the air in the 60s and 70s. You know, you had Thor, you had Iron Man, you had the Incredible Hulk live action show, the Spider-Man live action show, and so forth. Um, the next Marvel movie based on like an actual, like a debate, the next theatrical Marvel movie was Howard the Duck in 1986. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Uh, have I ever seen Howard the Duck? That was another one of those 80s movies that was a, that was a flop that came on TV all the time. Yes, it was. I've I seen Howard it. the Duck. I don't remember it, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the next one after that was The Punisher. And at this time, that was put out by New World Entertainment because New World Entertainment had bought Marvel. 
and owned them. And they didn't even have the he didn't even have the skull right on his costume. I don't believe so. It's been a long time since I seen. It. Yep, no, he didn't. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at the picture like, now. It was Dolph Lundgren, just Dolph Lundgren with black hair riding on a motorcycle. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, he does. Yeah, he, they they actually say in the article he doesn't wear the skull. Then in 1990, they made Captain America, the first one that come on used to come on TV at the time. It was really really corny. Really, really corny. Um, and then they made, um, because they wanted to keep the rights to it, because they're about to lose the production rights, they made a very cheap Fantastic Four movie that I believe, uh, what's the man who makes all the cheap movies? Uh, Roger Corman made for them. Mm-hmm. Um, it was never released to theaters, but of course the internet always finds shit. So I've seen it and I saw it, so you don't have to. Let's just put it that way. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, yeah. You're a real soldier there, Brandon. You are a soldier. Taking one for the team. Yep. Keep me out of the line of gunfire. Uh, (laughs) In 1993, um, Marvel decided to form Marvel Films. Um, A man named Avi Arad, who was the CEO of Toy Biz, Toy Biz and Marvel merged, and he became the the head of Marvel Films. They didn't actually get around to making any live-action movies. They just made cartoons for um, the Fox Kids Network. Y'all remember the Incredible Hulk show and the Captain America show and all like that? And the Spider-Man show? Um, And of course, well, X-Men was being produced by Saban. Uh, but Fox ended up buying the rights to Marvel's animation studio and the rights to New World. And so Marvel was left on its own and they reformed a different Marvel Studios in 96. Their first idea was that they were going to start making their own, writing at least their own movies because they were like, you know, we'll get lost in the shuffle if we just let other people do them. But they filed for bankruptcy. Um, was it 98 when they filed? Let me double check that. It's around, yeah, in the ni- late 90s. Uh, 97, yeah, 97, 98. Um, and so that went by the wayside and they decided to go the main route of what they used to do, you know, which was put out the licenses. That way they could get some money coming in. Now, they had sold the rights to Spider-Man a long time ago to, um, I think, like, what was it? Canon Films at the rights to Spider-Man. And they got bounced around and around. Who's making something? Hello? Yeah. Is, is somebody chopping wood? <laughs> <laughs> no, for real. What Can was I, that? Can you there? Yeah, I'm here. Was what that? Okay. Was that you? What? Was somebody chopping wood? No. Sounded like you fell, bro. No, I don't know what that was. Which I heard. Well, y'all, y'all be careful around here. Don't let the Florida man destroy you. Okay. What's going on? Um. Now who typing? Yeah, y'all. There's no editing. I don't. I don't. I don't have the time or ability to edit anymore. Y'all. Y'all got to work with me, okay? Or I'm, I'm have to clown y'all. But yeah. So they went broke. They sold the rights off to other movies. The movies they hadn't sold the rights off to. And that's how Fox got the X Men. Cast Halle Berry as Storm. You know what happens to a frog when he's hit by lightning? The same thing happens to anything else. Wow! Don't do that. Don't no. Don't bring that up. Don't bring that up. It, it, it happened. It exists, and she did that awful accent. Wait, no. Hold on a second. No, didn't they have the accent that in a in a deleted scene? No, and then they no. She had the whole accent in the first movie. Second movie, all of a sudden, no. she had no accent. No, 
Ali, go watch X-Men 1. There's a deleted scene where they show you um, that she had a really strong, quote-unquote, African accent in the first movie. And then they decided that they weren't going to go with that particular thing. She still had an accent in the movie they released. Okay. I guess it was… Yeah, it was, maybe it was um, a little not, not so strong as the one that she, she had in the deleted scene. The one that she played in, in the actual movie wasn't that strong either. Just so that we know. Is somebody's TV on? You just hearing everything. Yeah, I am hearing everything. My TV is off. Mo- I, I I am not eating. No, no. Uh, Mo- I'm not typing. Moji, is your TV on? <laughs> it's not. I have nothing on. Ali, is your it's TV on? on? No, there's nothing on of it. It sounds like it is it's like an animal that's crawling through like a crawl space. What? That's what it sounds that's like. probably it's the what? rain outside. Yeah. I can't stop the rain. I can't is oh. that a new edition song? It, it, uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I hear I heard I heard somebody talking. I don't know if I'm tapping into another feed or something like that. I don't know if I'm like psychic or something. I don't know if I'm getting Jean Grey powers. I don't know what's going on here. A TV. <laughs> all, um, all I hear is all I just hear is ambient noise, and I think it's just it's either rain falling on um somewhere um out there, or it it actually sounds like a little like a little hamster that's crawling through through uh, <laughs> through. So I call the exterminator to get that thing killed. Um, but yeah, so they, are they, you know they sold the rights to Fox to um to the rights to the X Men to Fox. I believe Daredevil went there too, and Fantastic Four. Uh, we all saw Daredevil with Ben Affleck. We all wish we hadn't. Then they made Electra as a sequel. And, well, they shouldn't have done that either. Fantastic Four, the one that Fox made, the first one. I actually just saw that like a year or two ago for the first time. And, well, it was a lot. It wasn't a lot of good. And then they made part two with um, Silver Surfer. So I remember when it came out, because, you know, Tim's story directed, I was like, oh, a black man making a superhero movie. I want to see this. Then I heard the bad reviews and never saw it. It was it was a movie of its time. It wasn't bad for its time. I mean, it wasn't great. It was it was what you would expect at that time for superhero movies. I mean, I won't say it was that great, but it was decent enough, you know? Right. Um, I do think he, he worked with, I think he did well with probably what he had. Um I would have never put Jessica Alba with Sue Storm, but I guess she worked. I still think they could have got Jessica Simpson for the low. And Jessica Simpson is the quintessential blonde um, white woman. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, she doesn't quite have the brains that Sue has, but you know. And Lord knows she ain't got the smarts. Speaking speaking of blonde white women. Um, uh, But yeah, um, so all that stuff happened. Meanwhile, Marvel decided, you know, in the early 2000s, let's make our own shit. Uh, They appointed a man named David Mysell to be the um, chief operating officer of what became, of what was now Marvel Studios. And they were going to make their own movies. They signed a deal with- We're going to make our own movies. Yeah. They signed a deal with Merrill Lynch and his, or the finance idea. They put the rights to their characters, all the rights to, to certain characters- as collateral. Here's the list of rights they put up. Um, the Power Pack. I'm surprised they ain't made that movie yet. Um, it's, in, it's in the scopes. It's in the scopes. Uh, Nick Fury, Hawkeye, Doctor Strange, Cloak and Dagger, Captain America, Black Panther, The Avengers, all the Avengers, 
Ant Man and Shang. Who's Shang Chi? Uh, Shang Chi. The um, he's like Kung Fu. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so if the um they if they went broke again and they had to go into bankruptcy, they would end up forfeiting the rights to these characters. So they had to get the whole thing um basically together. They actually got some because they had sold more rights to their films to other studios that they had sold. Apparently, sold Iron Man to New Line Cinema because that's where they also sold Blade. Because you know, New Line made three Blade movies. Mm-hmm. Um, they got the rights back from from um, New Line for um, <clears throat> Iron Man, uh, and of course, you know, Universal made the first Hulk film with Ang Lee in two thousand and three. So they weren't getting those rights back. So they had to work out a deal. But their first Marvel Studios production was Iron Man in 2008, which was released by Paramount Pictures. Shout out to Doc Claw, um, Poop Mount, as he calls them. Mm-hmm. Uh, do y'all remember seeing Ant-Man? Oh, not Ant-Man. Iron Man. Not Ant-Man, yeah. Iron Man for the first time? I remember. Uh, I don't. Really? I mean, I know I went to see it, but I don't exactly remember like the experience. Oh. Moji, do you remember? No, not really. I mean, I know I saw it and I know I saw it. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like, the, honestly, the last movie experience outside of Black Panther that I remember was like The Matrix. Oh, I didn't even see The Matrix 1 in the theater. I saw 2 and 3. I remember seeing um, Iron Man in the theater just because I, like, ooh, it was the first comic book movie that actual comic book company actually made for themselves. <laughs> so that means it's not going to suck. <laughs> that was my thought process going in. And I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. You know, it was um to have a different feel to it. Robert Downey Jr. really, really worked as Tony Stark. All the humor and everything worked really well. Gwyneth Paltrow was good as Pepper Potts. Um, who's the man who played Obadiah's thing? I can't remember his name. Mm, same guy from Tron. What's his name? Yeah, yeah, him. <laughs> yeah, him, 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 dude. There. <laughs> uh, let me find this man's name. And of course, you know you had um, Lucius Lion playing. Uh, no, <laughs> no, make it stop. <laughs> James Rhodey, <laughs> aka, well, not aka. Shit, he did like the suit and was like next time. <laughs> oh, I, I was just about to say that because that was like that was so cheesy the way they did that. And it, it, it just like, ooh, we're gonna put an obvious teaser in here, but it really wasn't the next time for you. You showed up above us, not <laughs> because wasn't it like he originally was like he actually got had a bigger payday than um, Robert Downey Robert Downey Jr. Downey Jr. That's Jr. at very the time true. because because he was a bigger star, right? And they were taking a chance on Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, because he so had a reputation came, for being um, drunk and high, and he wasn't insurable. Well, he, yeah, he also came back. He was off a stint of rehab too, right? Yeah. So. But yeah, that's what I remember it was, and they were like they needed a star power. Cause what what was he coming off of? Which, not Robert Downey, but uh, Lucius Lyon. What was he coming off Hustle of? Hustle and flow. Right. So he had he had better star power and branding at the time, if you can believe that, than Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> and um, hot <laughs> they actually, for once, Hollywood played the bat- black man more than the white man in a movie, just to be the the stump duck double, the monkey. Um, right. So. Which is which is an interesting fact, but in the second movie when they came up, they they kind of like stifled him. Yeah, they they were gonna cut his pay because obviously now that Robert Downey Jr. is back, they need to pay him more, but they can't afford to pay him more and Terrence Howard more. And Terrence Howard was like, "Nah, man, you can't do that. I need my money." And so they're like, um, "Nope, you're fired. Um, bring in some extra lights, please." We bring and they brought in Don Cheadle. 
Did you just say extra lights? Yes, I did. You are you are really wrong for saying that. <laughs> Wait, wow, they had they had to adjust because, because oh, Don because Don Cheadle is so dark skinned yeah. compared to Terrence Wait. Howard. He is. I don't mean that he's just dark skinned in general. I mean that you know you got to adjust the lighting because they've lit the scenes for Terrence. Too late, too late, <laughs> too late. Really, yeah, this you, was back before uh, they got pe- black people's color right on Insecure. Come on now, that is true. Shout out to Insecure. Uh-huh. And the care they took to actually expose black people um, on film properly. Uh, but yeah, Jeff Bridges was the man who played Obadiah Stane. So, of course, you know, Iron Man 2 is also a big hit in 2010. In between those, you had The Incredible Hulk, which was... So I remember seeing this too. It came out three months after Iron Man did. And I remember because I got a free pass from my local comic book store to go see The Incredible Hulk at the City Walk in at Universal Studios in Florida, in Orlando. Well, in... No, because it wasn't in Kissimmee, it's in Orlando. That was actually in Orlando, it was not Disney. Um, I remember standing in that long ass line. You know, we go to see a movie like a, a preview screening, and the line is always long. Mm-hmm. You got to sit outside the theater for however long until they let you in. I remember going up and down the corridors and shit, going to sit down and see this movie, and I was underwhelmed. <laughs> so, to be clear, the first Hulk. I didn't like because it was too long and too dense, too wordy, too verbose. It was trying to do way too much. Yes. And then uh, the little silly comic book panel transitions like it was a TV show. Like a lot of people have problem with the Hulk being like, like not having a lot of texture on him. I didn't have that problem really. Like my problem was with the Incredible Hulk, the second one, where it was, he was all texture and no animation, no form or substance underneath all that texture. And of course, Talking about the Edward um, Norton, and see that's the thing. People need to realize they have to balance. It's very the Hulk seems like such an easy cartoon, right? But right. you have to balance the extreme knowledge, the genius side of it, and the Hulk smash side of it. You can't like Edward Norton kind of wanted to go full Bruce Banner, like it was a Bruce Banner movie, not a Hulk movie. Yeah, while respectable on some fronts, like people are like motherfucker smash it. <laughs> right. Because he rewrote the script himself. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's with no end. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and I forgot to mention that uh, Marvel Studios hired to, as a producer, along with R.V. Arad at this time, um, a guy he worked with on the Spider-Man movies named Kevin Feige, Spider-Man and X-Men movies. Kevin Feige had been a executive producer, first an assistant producer, then, of course, he was with ranks to executive on those early Marvel Studios films because Spider-Man, I forgot to mention, Spider-Man is made by Sony. Mm-hmm. Then, and, and the first one was a big hit. It was the biggest hit in like Sony history. And it's part two and three. No, I think part three was the biggest hit in Sony history. <laughs> Can you believe we thought Tobey Maguire could play a teenager? Like, yeah, yeah. Wow. See, wow. he played he played like the the old fashioned nineteen sixties Peter Parker, the Urkley one. Urkley. True, true, true. Yeah. Uh, that's what he was going for. I rewatched it like a couple Mary of weeks ago. King. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I already watched it a couple of weeks ago and it's so cheesy now. I'm sorry. Like, it is so cheesy, especially Willem Dafoe playing the Green Goblin. It's like he, he took everything that Jim Carrey did in Batman Forever and tried to do it again. Oh. Yeah, it didn't, yeah, it didn't, it didn't feel like Norman Osborne. Norman Osborne is a little, he's not so maniacal. He's, he, he's a, I mean, he's maniacal, but he's like, calculating. Yeah, it, it, it's more sinister. Yeah. Then that it's not as slapstick as jo- slapstick with a side of violence. That's what you get with Joker, right? But so yeah, but I like Spider Man Two a whole lot. That one still holds up to me. 
Like they even gave Doc Ock, Doc Ock some pathos I didn't get out. But part three, I saw that. I remember seeing that one in the theaters being like, <laughs> Yeah, I just, part three, I remember distinctly that uh, for Spider-Man, um, I went by myself to the first Spider-Man. I was still, I was still living um, back on the island then. I went by myself and I enjoyed it a lot. And then the second one, um, I thought that was really great. As well, it's my favorite one, and the third one, I just remember laughing um, halfway through because, I mean, when that at or with at it because when <laughs> this dude started to strut down the street to James new, Brown with his new attitude, I was like, "What is going on?" <laughs> Blame Amy Pascal and her BlackBerry for that shit. Um, but yeah, so back at Marvel Studios, we had Iron Man, Incredible Hulk, and Iron Man Two. Then we had Thor. I saw Thor in the theater. And a lot of people don't like Thor, but I loved the first Thor that Kenneth Branagh did. I love that movie. It's not the best movie in the world. There's some cheesy parts to it. You can't say those two sentences together. You can't say, I love this movie, and then say it's not the best movie in this world. I like a lot of movies that ain't that good. (laughs) Mm, I remember remember this. Mm -hmm. I didn't like it just because of the romance aspect. Uh, God, I couldn't stand that. My yeah, God. That was just dull and flat and like toast, like Wonder Bread toast. I was like, this is not needed. It just I did. I just stood up um from the from the hospital bed and, and with with pecs on him. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I guess. Yeah. And then I'm watching, and I'm watching the 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 um what's her name? I, I forgot the the actress who who played his love interest. Natalie Portman. Yeah. yeah, Natalie Portman is just like, go, 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 go. I'm like, what? <laughs> no, it wasn't her. It was Cat Dennings who said, "Ga, ga, ga, ga." Natalie Portman could, I mean, she, he could look like a like a like a doll to him, and she didn't really care. No, Natalie Portman was clearly lusting um, in the background. She's she was playing the she was trying to play the whole, you know, uh, whatever. It's just it's. Uh, He's not all that. He's not all that. I mean, whatever. It's just a delicious looking body. Whatever. Like, I'm just like, not important. Just live in your truth. Yourself. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile, meanwhile, Cat Dennings is trying to drum on his chest. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, um, I, I wasn't really feeling this movie. All, not, not, not just that. It's really the fact that everybody look. Everybody was in like, um, uh. Everyone who was on Thor's side, like Thor's, um, his his the Warriors posse, three, they looked like they were cosplaying. Really? <laughs> yeah. When especially, and it's because remember where they remember where the setting of the movie is, right? Asgard. When they no. Oh, you're talking about New Mexico when they got on Earth. Bum, no, no, bum, fuck America. Yeah, New Mexico. Right. <laughs> right? New Mexico, so, call in. When they showed up there, I was just like, y'all look like you're at a Dragon Con. <laughs> <laughs> Because 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 y'all clash so magnificently with the rest of the background that it looks like you're just dressing up and you're just walking around. It, it looks very strange. It looks very 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 strange. Right. Um, what yeah. did you think about the whole um, frost giants thing and Loki find out he's actually a frost giant played by Tom Hiddleston? Um, <laughs> why why did you word it like that? He's a frost giant played by Tom Hiddleston. Well, I mean that's what he is, right? I, it was a he's comma just, in there. I'm sorry. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Feel like Tom Hiddleston is a frost giant. <laughs> <laughs> he 
<laughs> might be. Oh, <laughs> Tom Hiddleston calling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, I thought that was fine because Tom Hiddleston honestly was the MVP for me. Um, he played sinister, um, you know, um, sinister um, brother really well. Um, you know, it it just worked. I really liked it. I yeah. I didn't realize at the time that. Um, that um, uh, Evans could be like this is Hemsworth. Funny, funny. yeah, Hemsworth. Sorry, Hemsworth. I know there's a lot of Chris's Hemsworth. in these movies. You gotta get out how yeah. Chris is in line. <laughs> so uh, Aussie, Aussie Chris. Um, I didn't realize that he could be as funny, but I guess we could say that this movie kind of showed that you know there's something there, and I'm glad that Taika Waititi could bring it out in the third Thor movie. All right. Um, so yeah. yeah. Did y'all know that um, white people tried to boycott this movie? I remember people complaining online, but I don't remember people were going to boycott the movie because Idris Elba was Why? playing him, doll. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, people were upset. People were just like, what, a black guy? Oh, what's going on? I didn't want him in my Grecian mythology. Like, shut the fuck <laughs> up. Yeah. Wasn't this like the beginnings of like the rumblings of Gatemgate? Like, that was around when those motherfuckers started like gathering. With their yeah. Yeah. Rag the asses. So so yeah, I I was just like, okay, I understand what's going on here, but it's fiction still, and it's a lot of made up shit. Like, I mean, I know, I know they were going for Norse mythology, but there are a lot of made up shit in the in the comic book stories. Like, not everything was following Norse mythology to a T. So, uh, you mean some ancient dudes who were probably high when they were writing these might have made up some shit? Get out. Right? So <laughs> I'm just saying. So just just chill. He played a fine he he played a fine Heimdall. Like it was it was great. He, he did a good job. Had no issue. Well yeah. Uh so going on from there, uh we had Captain America, the first adventure. Which is a movie that I found out was oddly polarizing. It's it written by Joe Johnston, who had done The Rocketeer, so it has that 1940s feel to it, 30s, oh, 40s oh, I feel. Definitely, I definitely felt it. I definitely felt it. Yeah, I remember watching The Rocketeer on TV back home. Yeah, like I really enjoyed it. You know, it's the origin of Captain America, set in 1941, 42, where you know he's Steve Rogers, um, very skinny, you know, wayfish. Skinny Chris Evans. Skinny Chris Evans. Well, digital skinny Chris Evans. Yes, digital. <laughs> if you watch it now, the, the CGI isn't quite as good as you remember it being. <laughs> like his hair be floating in some of them shots a little bit. Oh, no. <laughs> it wasn't as good as young Tony Stark. It was not at all. But yeah, you know, he signs up for that program. Tommy Lee Jones and Haley Atwell. Um, shout out to John. Put him into that little chamber. Turn And Howard Stark, Tony Stark's dad. Um Blast from the divider rays, giving the super soldier serum. He comes out looking like not so skinny Chris Evans. He yeah, came out looking like a like a Ken doll. <laughs> and then everybody in the theater was just like, oh. <laughs> you could just you could just you could hear all of the legs crossing in the theater. <laughs> Why are you like this? Why are you like this? Why are you like this? And then, of course, they want to put him out to um, fight. So they had him go on the USO tour. And we got we got a Disney song in the, in the Marvel movie. We got the Captain America song. <laughs> and, and we were treated to a lot of really cool um, made-up reels of propaganda. Yeah. I thought that mm-hmm. was really that was a really nice touch uh, to it, too. I was surprised that in a movie, in a, in a superhero movie with no, quote-unquote, 
powers, I was still very entertained. Oh, yeah. I know this was a polarizing movie, but I I thought that, oh man, it's Captain America. So Captain America doesn't have anything flashy about him. But I was I was really entertained watching this movie. So. No, me too. It was it's one of those things. Um, like you could have a superhero movie and not necessarily exhibit superhero powers. Yeah. Yeah. Not every time someone has to be like uh, you know, being able to not everyone has to have heat vision or, or the ability to create whirlwinds or whatever. Exactly. Just a, and I, yeah. I think that's why like Captain America was so enjoyable because uh-huh. it is the idea of this scrawny nobody becoming this super powered person. And it's more the the journey of the individual, right? Right. Like, like, right. Like the I agree. Powers. Yeah. So I think it, Wow. Yeah, it also it felt- started the um the greatest romance in the in Marvel Cinematic Universe, as it came to be known, between um Captain America and um Bucky, Sebastian Stan. <laughs> okay. Okay. I you you were you were I thought you were gonna zig, but then you zagged. Um, well, okay, Agent Carter too, yes, but uh I, I was I was <laughs> because because I don't feel like as if Haley Atwell gets enough um love. She does it, especially after they canceled her program, Agent Carter on TV. Which was which is a really great show i i'm sorry yeah. like i don't care i'll fight somebody on that one that was a really good show yeah she thought so too they wanted her to be put up your mainstream. <laughs> pretty yeah, much you know, like abc programming is really bad at retaining shows for yep. some reason i don't know why they're like shows that. and creators shout out to kenya bears yes, and but the last thing i have to say about captain america is you know to piggyback back off of what moji was saying is it felt so much more like um somebody who inherently was a hero even before he he had all the experimentations on him he just needed a chance to right. prove himself and so it's it's that sort of it's a catch all um sort of marketing for all the people out here who are just trying to 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 do something to you know to become more than they than they are people who feel like as if they have the potential and it just makes you feel good when you watch the movie because right. you can see this guy, this the same the same character who would jump on a grenade, or it was a fake grenade, but still jumped yeah. on a grenade when everybody else, the big hulking guys in the in the in the platoon, they all ran away. Come on, been me. <laughs> I would have been right along with other people running. Yeah. And so, of course, you know, Captain America: the First Avenger ends with him falling into the ice and being frozen for seventy something years, and Bucky falling off the train. Uh, Captain America gets waken up in the in the 2000s by Nick Fury, played by Samuel L. Jackson, who's been at the end of most of uh, most of these movies, you know, because he's yep. trying to recruit the Avengers. The narrative. deleted scenes, yeah, not deleted, no, not deleted scenes, post credit oh, scenes. Sorry. Listen, yeah, in okay. Iron Man Part One, perfect got mentioned when uh, Sam when Samuel Jackson came out there as Nick Fury, the uh, the theater screamed. When I tell you, they screamed. I remember people were very excited. It was just like, oh, we get a black Nick Fury. And not just that. Like uh-huh. Marvel Studios, the, the number one key to their success and why everybody else is fucking mad is that they they learn how to do, they learn how to pivot in the new age of IP and interconnected media. Like every Explain. Marvel Studios movie is essentially a sequel of the next one. Like they all tie together. They're all in the same universe. They all are like the same like little pieces of the same big continuing story, which of course is culminating um, this coming week with Avengers Infinity War and the part four that they haven't quite named yet. Uh, well, they named it, they don't want to tell us until after Infinity War is out the theater. Um, but 
that is something that seems like it, it now to us it seems so obvious, but it was a big deal when they first made Iron Man Part One, and nobody in Hollywood thought that they were actually going to be able to pull this off because it was unprecedented. The whole idea of that the studio is going to control the movies. You know, that was like a throwback to like the 30s and 40s that, you know, we were down this new age of director-driven, star-driven vehicles. You know, we had to, you know, pamper the, the star directors and the star star actors and stuff like that. And, you know, Marvel was getting all these, you know, unknown people. You know, who was Chris Hemsworth? Who was Chris, Chris Evans was in a failed Fantastic Four movie as the Human Torch, you know, and everything. He can't play Captain America. There are still the deadline comments of people, you know, clicking their tongues about Chris Evans playing Captain America. You can't even imagine that shit now. Nope. Yeah, but yeah, that's the that's the only thing I can imagine him playing. Right. <laughs> yeah, all this was like foreign to everybody, and then the fucking Avengers came out in 2012 and crushed the buildings. Listen, I'm sure all y'all remember seeing the Avengers. Come on. Now. <laughs> yeah, no that that got a, a weekend viewing the same weekend it came out. Yeah, it was like everybody like we had been seeing everybody in individual movies so far. If like at best two, max three of the superheroes in each movie. So this was like, oh, you're going to get everybody in one scene? How? What's the plot line? So of course people were hyped. Yep. And it, yeah. I mean, let me tell you, I mean, when they when they first revealed the titular um, um, original soundtrack, the theme for the Avengers, the song, does that sound? And I'm sorry, that climax scene when they had the camera just sort of Zoom in on all of them in a circle, <laughs> getting all their weapons together. Uh, I thought I thought I was gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody thought they were gonna die. I, I, was like, I, did, I know you did not just get this shot so perfect. How? <laughs> yep. They because by this by the time they had uh, Chris Hemsworth playing Thor, they had Chris Evans playing Captain America. They had they replaced Edward Norton with uh, Mark Ruffalo to play the Hulk. They had Robert Downey Jr. playing Iron Man. They in Iron Man two they introduced Scarlett Johansson playing Black Widow, and then of course you know Avengers you have um, uh, Jeremy Renner playing Hawkeye. Y'all didn't see it. I rolled my eyes a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was a Hawkeye there, sir. Uh, I'm not really a Hawkeye. I mean. Uh. People re- legitimately, vehemently hate Hawkeye. I never understood this until, re- like, realized until recently. People really do not like the man with the bows and arrows. It's like, what are you doing here? Because he would be dead 50 times over by now. Yeah, because his bows and arrows. Yeah. Even, 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 even though they, like, suit up. Like, 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 Captain America's shield is so much better. Vibranium. It's, it is made of vibranium. Of they didn't have special. vibranium yet, did they? Yeah, Captain America's shield is made of vibranium. Okay, yeah. I wasn't sure whether that was in, in uh, Howard Howard Stark stole or acquired some vibranium from Wakanda back in the day. Colonizer stole it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay, I forgot that part. Yeah. <laughs> Never forget the vibranium. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you know, Avengers was a big gigantic hit. They wouldn't have shawarma after um, finding them um, <laughs> aliens and saving the world. Uh, th- uh, Loki was the bad guy who brought the aliens in, and um, that seed of Hulk smashing Loki back and forth—the <laughs> theater just fell apart. And then, of course, you know, like they established um, Shield, you know, the uh, secret organization that's supposed to help you know save the world. That's run by Nick Fury, 
which led to, of course, you know, Marvel's Age of the Shield TV show on ABC. Uh, shout out to Kobe Smothers. And what's the man who plays um, Coulson? What's his name? I don't know. <laughs> All I know is he was on that show, The New Adventures of Old Christine or something. Clark Gregg. Um, that's his name. Yes. Clark Gregg. <laughs> Sorry. That's just an interesting name for me. It is. Uh, but yeah, so Marvel separates these movies into what they call phases, of course. So Avengers Part 1 is the end of Phase 1 for them. Phase two began with Iron Man 3, which, confession, I've never seen Iron Man 3. What? Yeah, I've never seen it. I, I, I hated it. I hated it. That's why. I heard people didn't like it. <laughs> it wasn't even like there was any, like, the, it was just trash writing. And it wasn't because they picked an obscure villain, in my opinion. It was just be, because that's what Marvel does. They pick obscure superheroes and villains. That, that wasn't the issue for me. It was just like bad writing. And then people try to justify it. And I'm sure someone here will. Um, but people try to justify it like, well, it's basically the same format as, as, you know, every other superhero movie about like a, a, a two-faced villain. And I'm like, yeah, but it still wasn't good. Right. Um, I wasn't... I wasn't a huge fan of it. It was. It was another. It was another. It was another polarizing movie. Yeah. It was another polarizing. Oh, there was a one side. Everyone's like, "Oh my god, this is so cool!" Because people, people, people got their entire life when there were so many Iron Man suits. They're like, "You get an Iron Man suit. You get an Iron Man suit. Everybody has this Iron Man suits everywhere." <laughs> like, it, it was supposed to center on um, Tony's, you know, paranoia about not being able to save everybody. You know. So he, he he's he's going on this sort of he went on this sort of um of inventing sort of um trip of just creating every every possible type of Iron Man suit for every single situation that he could find himself in. And that's <laughs> the problem. He needs to stop creating suits when he's stressed. Like that is always the beginning and the end of all of Tony's problems. <laughs> My problem yeah. with it was they kind of butchered like a storyline trying to mer- like you know they're good for trying to merge two different storylines from the comics in there because I thought the extremist was enough. Uh, another factor is they didn't want a woman to be the actual villain because they didn't think it would sell toys. But I'm like, you just butchered the the Mandarin, a character who has like ten rings who are whose power is pretty much I can understand why because his power is almost on the, the on the level of the Infinity Gauntlet with his ten rings. Um, the, yeah, there's so many problems with this film, and I, I agree with Moji. Like, I mean, it had it has its problems, but it also had a lot of problems. But I think they and they were trying to over probably comp, probably overcompensate for the uh, uh melodrama of uh, Iron Man Two, because Iron Man Two had a bunch of slog in it, where it's just like. Oh, Tony's in his feelings riding along the coast with this big ass um, thing from the uh, World's Fair in 1953 <laughs> uh, and all this other stuff. Like it, 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 it was just like it was like it was devoid of a lot of action was one of the issues with that that film that a lot of people said, even though it did well. And it wasn't a bad movie. Right. I mean, I, you know, because I, I enjoy story and building and sometimes I hate to say it, unless you have a good choreographer or a good director. Action sequences can actually be the worst part of a movie. Yeah, uh, yeah. I I feel like it's probably one of the best action sequences from from Iron Man Three was um, the attack on Tony's Tony's house. Yes, yes. 
And also another thing, just quite simply, I came to see what's his name again. Um, he played extremist, Sir Ben Kingsley. I came to see him be evil, and mm-hmm. then they did some fuck shit with him. And I was like, no, fuck you. I came to see A. You're not gonna fucking give me, B. and that yeah. just he's just a suit in that movie. It so much. I was like, don't you fucking dare. And then they dared and I got angry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I forgot to mention also that um it was it just before? Yeah, it was well, it was when they released Captain America. No, it was right when they released the Avengers. While Captain America and Avengers were in production, did um Walt Disney's company bought Marvel. Entertainment, the entire company, uh, for four billion dollars because they saw what they were doing with the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and they, you know, they wanted they wanted some money, and mm-hmm. Marvel needed the financing, of course, and so they made this very uh, symbiotic connection. And it's funny because Disney was the perfect studio to buy them because you know Disney made most of their money from, you know, at least in films from animated films that didn't really have big stars. They were more sold with the IP, so they understood. Mm-hmm valuing the concepts over the stars. Mm-hmm. And that's what pretty much what they did. Kevin Feige, of course, you know, really took a liking to the people at Disney, you know, to um, uh, Bob Iger and to the people who ran Disney, Walt Disney Studios to the point where in 2015, they would reorganize Marvel Studios to, and basically break it off from Marvel Entertainment because Ike Perlmutter was the CEO of Marvel Entertainment and he was a problem. Kevin Feige. So he, they, Kevin Feige now reports to um, the chief of Walt Disney Studios, uh, whose name is, let me find out. They keep changing it all the time over there. Uh, but yeah, The Avengers was the first uh, film that Disney released of the Marvel Studios films. Even though, you know, Madeline Mink and I think Glenn Slater worked on Captain America song, because by then Disney owned them, but they had, they had to buy the rights to the distribution back from Paramount. That's why if you see Avengers still has a Paramount logo in it, even though Disney released it. Because mm-hmm. they were like, well, you had the rights back here, but we want our logo to stay in the movie. Uh, who is running Disney, these Mark Disney Studios pictures these days? I don't see a name. Um, hey, person. Um... <laughs> uh, Wait, wait, I I can find a name now. All right. Uh oh, Alan Horn. Yeah, Alan Horn came from Warner Brothers. Yeah, that's why. Yeah. He was one who who got Harry Potter also made at Warner Brothers. He went to Disney and is doing great things at Disney. While well, Warner Brothers, we'll talk about them later. Um, <laughs> all right. So after Iron Man 2. Okay, my computer is doing weird things. Give me a second. It's jumping all around, being a problem. After Iron Man 3, my bad. You had Thor The Dark World. I thought so. Um, now, this movie was not good. It was kind of that a slag. Um, the only part I enjoyed was the final fight where their fight drew all like, the little portals and they're going back and forth. I thought it was it was funny, if any, if nothing else. But like all the rest uh, of the yeah. fight, uh, <laughs> J- Jean, Jane Foster getting absorbed by the, the little... Um, the um, What was it called? The ether or whatever it's called. Oh, so that's what it is. Okay. Yeah, it was just, it was a lot, and it was a lot of nothing. Because uh, that was the reality stone, right? Yeah, it, okay. it ended up being the um the reality stone. So for the Infinity Gauntlet. I distinctly remember 
Thor The Dark World because when I came out of that theater, my friends and I had a huge argument. We were literally divided. I don't know how. I thought this movie was bad. <laughs> Except for the fun climax. Because I'm here for that hammer <laughs> just <laughs> being, <laughs> being thrown and then going through a portal and then ending up outside of the Earth's atmosphere <laughs> on a trajectory towards the sun. <laughs> I was here for that scene. <laughs> um, but other than that, I thought that that movie was not good. And man, we had a big argument outside the theater. And typically what happens is when, when I go to see movies with my friends, when we come to the theater, we usually stand outside and we go on for at least half an hour about the movie. <laughs> so so it's late at night. No one's at the theater anymore. The parking lot is nearly empty. And you got like seven people arguing <laughs> in a circle. <laughs> and, because nobody could decide. Nobody could decide. Why the movie was bad, and somebody, some at least a couple of people were just like, I thought this movie was okay, and then everyone had to like completely pounce on them and tell them why this movie wasn't good. <laughs> so, yeah. you know what? Next time that happens, someone should just start finger snapping. Like, <laughs> <that's my> story, <laughs> just to, like, I don't know. Raise your hand if you if we should, we should we should have just been like, look, listen, if you want to speak, you have to raise your hand in the circle. <laughs> yeah. Uh, throw the dark world. Uh, shout out to Zachary Levi. I'm replacing Josh Dallas's fan draw over this one in there for like two seconds in part three. Apparently, that pissed him off so much he decided to go to the competition, which we'll talk about later. Uh, <laughs> uh, next up, Captain America: The Winter Soldier, which people a lot of people think is the best one. I think it's definitely in the running for the best Marvel movie. It's such a good movie, Marvel even if you hate Captain America movie. Marvel movie in general. Mm, okay. I think it's in the running. Like, because even if you hate comic book movies, you can watch Captain America: Winter Soldier and not, you know, like and and enjoy it thoroughly. Well, I mean, either way, this is one of my favorite, just because I'm a um, I'm a Sebastian Stan fan. So when I found out he was gonna be like, I've been following his work for years. Like, he's actually like a, a decent actor. You know, and that for me is few and rare. And, and I he was on he was on a Once Upon a Time, right, Moji? On Once Upon a Time, he played the Mad Hatter. Yep, I remember that. It was one, and then when he left, I like had like palpitations because I was like, no, he was actually good. But thank God he left. One of the best characters on that show. One of the best, and I just could not handle it when he was um, ran off. Obviously, for better pastures. Right. And then he had another show called Kings. And it was with, it was one of like, um, it was such like a surreal television show. It was like an alternative world where you had like this family that basically controlled everything. It had not, not Al Pacino, not Robert De Niro. Who's the other guy? Um, not Joe Pesci. No, no, no. Um, let's see. Sylvester Stallone. No, like an old guy. Okay. American Gods. Um, uh, oh, the one who's playing Odin? Yes, yes. The one who plays Odin. What's his name? I don't even know. I wish I knew. Hold on, let me just look it up. American Gods. Somebody at home is listening, right? Screw the name. Yeah, Ian McShane. My oh. oh, yeah. I wouldn't figure that. I forgot. <laughs> I don't know. I, like old school guys like, I don't know, Robert De Niro is where I was going with that. But like Ian McShane. And he's in this show with Ian McShane going toe-to-toe. And this was like 
maybe eight years ago. Uh-huh. It was yeah, it came out in two thousand and nine. And it was such a good show. Also got canceled after the first season. I think it was like ABC because ABC is trash. Um, but yeah, so I'm just basically just saying I love Sebastian Stan. So I don't know. And he's a good actor. I love him because he's a good actor. Right. So I think he really did get to shine and brought a lot to the role of Bucky. Yeah. That was not me. I did not mean to go on like a three minute. I love Bucky raid, but I did. No, it's perfectly fine. We're with you, Moji, to the end of the line. Thank you. I appreciate it. Really? (laughs) I can't. I can't. I appreciate it. That's all right. If 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 Marvel knows what's good for them, they'll just have those two get married. uh, (laughs) Cap and just just stop fucking around, Marvel. Just just let them let them just do their thing. How are two men who are technically a hundred years old going to get married? I don't. Merrick. <laughs> Let them be kings. I mean, I mean, judging from the way Bucky's hair is... Um, Always laid. Now, it's been getting more and more laid. It's like he's got into, like, whatever Wakanda's version of organic root stimulator. <laughs> lately. Brandon. You know, I... I did, Brandon, did we... I did add we just not- a touch of, of heart-shaped herb to give it that Wakandan bounce. Oh, look, yeah. so much bounds. <laughs> Listen. Listen. Come, on, come on with the fuck you with the juices and berries. You know? <laughs> what was the Ali? What kind of jojoba oil? Yeah, what kind of oil infused in the wa- in the wind? Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, He's never. like, I mean, well, Daniel's just gonna stomp him out for having hair. No. <laughs> I, it's funny because no, I was re- I can't remember the girl's name. Something J or whatever. Slayer J, I think. Um, yeah, um on Twitter, but she was calling Thanos wiggless. <laughs> Thanos is going to see Bucky and he's just going to roll his eyes, suck his teeth and be like, mm, Bucky with the good hair. And he's going to be like that, you're like that one girl who don't have any, like, Ill, like who has bad hair, but knows how to get on the other, um, like make fun of the other girls, like by hitting on their self-esteem points. Like, <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I know you have yeah. nice hair, but you can only wave um like flick with one arm, huh? <laughs> <laughs> he's he's gonna make a beeline right for Bucky in that hair. Just watch. <laughs> Petty. That's why that's why Captain America had all that um strength in the um trailer to hold uh, Thanos back. I thought it was because of um white privilege. No, it was a lover's quarrel. <laughs> Don't you touch his hair. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the only one who can touch Bucky's hair. Only me. And I see Cap's hand like doing like the black girl clapping with one hand as he says that. <laughs> oh, no, you won't. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, next up comes uh, one of my favorites, Guardians of the Galaxy. This is a movie that um, people, yeah, everybody I know tried to get me to see for a very long time, but for some fucking reason, I just didn't. You're stubborn. Because I'm stubborn, yes. Uh, but then when I finally saw it, I was like, because <gasps> <laughs> it's so fun, it's so good. And the soundtrack, my God. <laughs> yeah, that, that movie came out of nowhere. Like, yeah, yeah I, remember, I remember that. That was the when the trailers and the talk about it came out. I was just like, I have never heard of any of these characters before. Nobody had. I, it was my, a very obscure comic. Then, 
my friends were just like, oh, my, because my friends, you know, are the ones who read more of the comics. And they were just like, Ali, oh, my God, you're going to love this movie so much. So, yeah. But yeah. Uh, yeah. And, I was, and, I was, and I was just blown away. Like, it's such a fun movie. Yep. The movie yeah. opens up with um, Redbone singing, Come and get your love. I was like, really? And it ends with, Ain't No Mountain High Enough by Marvin and Tammy. And um, for the little post-credit scene with Baby Groot dancing in the, in the, little, uh, <laughs> the little flower pot, uh, Michael Jackson, I, Jackson 5, I want you back. <laughs> uh, they had this tree say one word through the entire movie and I was a wreck by the end of it. I was like, he said Groot. <laughs> Groot. Mm, oh my God. <laughs> When the climax of that movie, when he said, we are Groot, people were bawling in the theater. People were beside themselves. People were in tears. They were crying. They were like, God damn it. Why are you like this damn tree? Fuck you for making me feel shit, tree. Yep. And it was, this was our first extended, because we know Thanos appears at the um, post-credit scene at the end of Avengers 1. This was our first extended sort of kind of look at Thanos as a character. Uh, with his Herman Cain smile. <laughs> okay, nobody got that. No, I got it. I remember the Herman Cain smile. Um, people made gifts out of it. That's why I laughed. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was such a really, really good movie. Shout out to James Gunn. Came a long way from writing that um, terrible Scooby-Doo movie back in the day. I'm showing failure leads to improvement. <laughs> Ah, yeah, it does. Yes, it does. Um, next up, Avengers Age of Ultron, which was the first one we covered on this show. Because I remember we we had, when we, were, we did the review, we had that long-ass argument about the fact that they went into the damn, um, uh, to the farmhouse. <laughs> in the middle of the picture. <laughs> we got regroup. What's the problem? Listen, um, Shout out to John. I um, um, hope everything's going okay with John. I talked to him a couple of days ago. Um, but yeah. Um, but me and John used to get into so many arguments about that scene. He hates that farmhouse scene to death. Wow. I do too. <laughs> I, I, I'm not here for it either. What? what the, they had... Listen, Boji, we got to fight. We got to fight for our love. Come on. Uh, <laughs> If that's what you're fighting for, you ain't got much to go on. This is the hill. This is the hill you want to die on. Okay. They had to regroup. They had to get the team back together and lick their wounds and heal. That's nice. Did we have to do? Did we have to have a sequence of like them chopping wood? And yes. Captain Captain America hosting his leg up like Captain Morgan, letting his balls breathe and shit. Yeah. While they have this into this like intimate discussion over nothing and getting to know Hawkeye's family, which that's another reason people hate this scene because it, oh a Hawkeye scene. This is my favorite. Not only a Hawkeye scene, but an extended <laughs> Hawkeye scene. This is oh my, my gosh! It's just like. Hawkeye is the Meg of the MCU, right? Like, <laughs> why you want to I have like a whole this Hawkeye scene, though. <laughs> and People already don't like him, and then you want to have a whole sequence of him. Go home, the, Meg. <laughs> the most boring sequence in the whole movie, and it comes from Hawkeye. Like, you really want this guy to die. Like, it should have been... It's like, you are, like, you are teasing the audience, giving them a reason to vehemently hate this man. Well, we need Honestly, to feel, like, invested in case he did end up Dying. Yeah, I thought that he was gonna die. That's why I thought they they, they wasted so much time on just wasted. Wow. <laughs> yeah, wasted. <laughs> Accurate. 
one. Um, they just had their asses handed to them. They the movie needed to take a timeout. I mean, they did. I understand that, but that scene, but it was in the most boring manner ever. It was just like it was like when you're stuck going over to a relative's house and they don't really have anything for you to do as a child. Hey, Ken, you're hey. just you're just kind of here with like some adults Ken. hanging out. Yes, Kendrick, sun's getting mighty low there. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Wow. What? 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 You don't remember that, Ken? No. You don't remember that? That was the that was the, the thing that, that Scarlett um no sorry, um Scarlett Johansson. Uh, jo- Scarlett Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> yeah, Scarlett Johansson's um uh, character would say to, to Hulk to get him to, to like Calm you know, down. turn back into turn back. turn back into Bruce. I, I mean like, oh I'm still trying to find out where's the lie though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Where's the but, only part where, I didn't like about that farmhouse sequence was Scarlett Johansson as um, Natasha Romanoff, Black Widow, talking about she was a monster because she had been sterilized. Uh, yeah, a lot of people had a problem with yeah. that. Yeah. The wording is what I had a problem with. have a problem with that? Yeah, like the, word, the wording is what I had a problem with. Because it's making it seem like as if women who aren't able to have kids are somehow, you know, yeah. monstrous. Yeah. Oh. Okay, so I'm trying to remember that flashback because, and I feel like that whole sequence did not deliver the message they were trying to go because I had I had already read the comic books on um, a couple of like Black Widow's comic books, so I know how she became sterilized. The comics, Mm -hmm. I mean, the comics are the comics, and the show, the movie, in my opinion, did a terrible job with the flashback sequence Mm -hmm. in explaining like her backstory. It, it was yep. like, I mean, it's a lot of information. I understand that they're trying to get to people, but I don't think they did a good job. You had a little kids, the ballerina. And, um, but I, I don't know. I think what I did is I just like, okay, this is what they did. This is wrong. This is <laughs> what is. And from like my knowledge of the comic book. So I think I ended up having to compartmentalize it because I was just like, maybe at the time I didn't go, this is bullshit. But at the same time, I was like, this is not, it's sort of like, what they try to do with Harley Quinn in DC, where I'm like, this is not right. So I'm just going to pretend like it's not happening. Yeah. Right. But, and you know what the, one of the interesting things about it is it's, it's the number one, it was a movie and a comic number one. So you're, it's like you having the room to breathe and to make this accurate discussion of, of like such a, you know, an important subject an, an emotional subject. Number one, number two, that the originally it was written by a woman the, talking about how uh, black widow becoming sterile. A woman wrote that comic and she wrote, you know, she wrote that story and made that part of her backstory and an important part. Whereas Joss Whedon, who is known for being a, a, a feminist writer, you know, he's still a man and he didn't quite translate it as well. And we're also seeing that he is a, um, Joss Whedon is a, a feet of clay. Yeah. Uh, as a, um, you know, as a, as a person of, uh, you know, geek culture and you're, and I guess as we're, as we mature as a culture overall, as there, you know, as we push forward and evolve, we're also seeing like some problematic things that with his, um, with, you know, that weren't there before that we didn't realize. Of course, I think people realize that then, of course, but it's probably, it's, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, the person writing hasn't evolved to keep up with the times and how things should be done. Um, I think there were multiple, you know, there's just multiple issues with that right there. But yeah, Joss kind of dropped the ball. Yeah. There. But yeah, also in this movie, we got introduced to um, Scarlet Witch and um, Quicksilver, who, you know, very had to be killed off because, you know, he was appearing. It was this weird thing where 
Fox and Marvel had to share the rights because they were both X-Men and they were Avengers. And they decided since Quicksilver was already in the X-Men movies, they would just use them in one movie and get rid of them and keep Scarlet Witch. We also got introduced to the Vision. They also solidified the, the concept of the Infinity Stones, basically, which had been appearing throughout the movies. You know, the, um, there are six total. And they all uh, basically have like, you know, like a particular power. They're the most powerful objects in the Marvel Universe. And, you know, you control, if you get all six of them and the Infinity Gauntlet, basically you become more or less unstoppable. Mm. So the ones that we've seen, we have seen the uh, Reality Gauntlet, which of course is um, red. You mean stone? Stone, sorry, the red stone, the Reality Stone, yeah, the Mind Stone, which of course, you know, we introduced to in Age of Ultron, and it goes in the Vision's head. Uh, the Space Stone, which is blue, that's the Tesseract, right? The Mind Stone was introduced in um, the first Avengers movie. Okay, my bad. Uh, Power Stone is purple. Which movie did they introduce that one in? That was... Guardians um, of the um, Galaxy? Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, stored in, at the Nova Core. Right. Um, we will get to the Time Stone a bit later. The only one that we haven't seen yet is the Soul Stone, which everybody thought was hiding in Wakanda because black. Uh, <laughs> we also just let your soul glow. <laughs> just let it shine through you. We also you met. Supposed- <laughs> I was supposed to. I, I don't know. I the only part I know. I'm sorry. I need to see Come to America again and get the notes together. Because I was like, you were supposed to. I thought you were going to carry it with me, Randy. Like, I, 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 I had you, you on the hook. You, it's like you want you like you going to Eddie Kendrick me and then stop. <laughs> That's what Eddie Kendrick did to the Temptations. He got off the stage and left. Because <laughs> I'm David Ruffin, and these are the Temptations. Um. We also have been in, in Age of Ultron met Ulysses Claw, who loses his arm, of course, in this movie, dealing with Condon Vibradium, colonizer. Racist colonizer. Very racist. Yep. And then the last movie in phase two we have is Ant-Man, which I just saw three hours ago for the first time. Wow. It was actually not horrible. I saw I- <laughs> <laughs> It was actually not horrible. I went to go see it in the theaters, uh, which, if you understand New York City movie prices, if I go to see a movie, it's it's I, it I, needs to be exceptional. It better be a damn good movie. Better not make me angry. Yeah, like fifteen dollars. We were talking about it the other night. Fifteen dollars standard. Fifteen. So, yeah. Ooh. Fifteen. Where are you? Where are you at, Moji? If you don't mind me asking. No, it's fine. New York City. That's standard. Fifteen. Fifteen. Yeah. Cause ooh, well, I'm, I don't know. <laughs> I must be going to the wrong theaters. I need to get movie passes. What I need to do, I've just been yep. slacking. But, same, uh, shout out to bad business. But I feel like I pay elite. Like unless I go to a certain theater, I pay around twenty to go to the movie. What standard definition? <laughs> Wait, can for standard? Yeah, sometimes I feel because and so, the thing is at our station, sometimes they'll try it. Like luckily, I didn't have to pay this one time. But uh, I remember when we went to see Best Man Holiday, and they wanted to put it in the IMAX theater. So you had to pay the IMAX Wait, stop, stop, stop. There are IMAX prints of the best man holiday? No. <laughs> in the theater, it's just in the room. It's just right? in the auditorium. It was just, um, it was just like, because everybody was going to see it. So they put it in whatever theater they could. So it's just looking blurry and shit on a big screen. <laughs> this is, 
This no, is too it, much. They, no, they still use the same equipment. They just upcharged you for nothing. <laughs> that is that is ridiculous. Where are you going to see these movies? Are you going to the Magic Johnson Theater? That's racist, first of all. And uh, second of all, Magic Johnson Theater is shut down. Thank you. <laughs> I just imagine. So y- y'all saw... Spoiler alert for a movie y'all should have seen by now. In wow. goddamn IMAX. <laughs> Wow. Hey, what city are you in? <laughs> Atlanta. We in Atlanta. 20, okay. Are these like the theaters where you like get to pick your own seats, like with the reclining seats? No, you're talking about Atlantic Station, which is like, at, um, which is you don't get to pick your seat unless it's like two or three auditoriums that let you do that. They, like, yeah, they don't pay twenty dollars. They don't let you pick your. You seat. might still, you still might pay twenty dollars. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's why sometimes I'll go to like the uh, if I want to see a movie, I'll go to that doesn't like require a lot of special effects. There's like an art, like I think, the, and they have a few in New York, like Landmark Arts Cinema. Uh, yeah. There's one like in art, Walking Distance from my place. Yeah, huh? yeah, I'd say it's around the corner from your apartment. Yeah, and they the, a lot of the, most of their movies are around like ten dollars um, oh. to go see them. So um, damn though, that's that's twenty dollars. So that's what Atlantic Station is charging now, twenty dollars. I mean, I have to check, but it's 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 Damn. at least fifteen to twenty. You you, I mean, you're gonna end up paying. They're gonna get you. They're gonna way. get you one way or another. Ain't that Brandy's you. brother? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, um, I enjoyed Ant Man though. Like, um, like it's funny because seeing it at home after years and years later, like like the jokes don't all work in a home setting because the movie's been timed for laughter. Um, and so you know, you know how you see a comedy and it's time for laughter, just these awkward pauses when you see it by yourself. You're mm-hmm. supposed to be laughing. Um, but yeah, it's enjoyable. I see people's problem with Michael Pena, but I didn't have the problem with Michael Pena. I just thought he, he's I love just, Michael Pena. I don't see him as a problem at all. He's he's not playing as people keep saying he's playing a stereotype. He's what he, yeah. He was my favorite part of the movie. Yeah. Yeah, he's the MVP of the movie. <laughs> I was like, I would not have enjoyed that movie if Michael, wasn't for if Michael Pena was not in it. Like, because he actually, in my opinion, flipped the fucking stereotype because he, it went, like, I don't really remember his jokes like that, but I'm just going to be stereotypical here. Like, he might be just making jokes about, like, chancletas, and then next thing you know, he's talking about, like, a fucking painting from 5,000 years ago because yeah. it's just, that's just how people are random. So I actually thought he flipped the stereotype. Yeah, and then he, he had random bits of information that <laughs> that were important, but just not for that scene. Yeah. <laughs> like he would, yeah. he would just random spit out some some really intelligent shit. I'm like, oh, that's that's really nice. But every t- the first time he went on a rant about how he acquired such and such for the main character, I was like, my god. I need this guy to recollect everything that happens every day because because <laughs> right. the sequence. Where he would, I mean, and then the people would add, um, they would, um, they would lip sync what he's saying, yeah, in the story. That is just gold, including Stanley, including Stanley. <laughs> it's just listen, oh, yeah. Don't, yeah, don't, he, part he, I didn't like gold. was the villain, he was really like standard issue, bald mad yeah, scientist. He was, he was really, but Lex Luthor, like, I thought I was thinking, I was thinking more Savannah, like, but Lex Luthor, like, too, mm-hmm. both the. Pick I your love, bald scientist. Okay. Yeah, ultra human. I love shit. the idea. <laughs> I love the idea of um, the fact that things that are um, because the movie dealt with you know the, the shrinking technology mm-hmm. 
it it was so cool to see the the climax action sequence. Take but it was a uh, Thomas, Thomas the train engine um, toy oh set. Oh my god, that <laughs> yeah. is beautiful. Because when they zoomed out and you just go choo choo, crap. My issue, <laughs> my issue with that movie was you could tell you could see the seams of the two different directors and two different visions. Oh, so like, Edgar Wright. Yeah, they had, yeah. He, he, he actually start shooting footage. I know they fired him before they actually started shooting. No, but you could tell the script though. Okay. Like you could tell, like which were, which were his ideas and which were the ideas of the newer director. Like all, like the like the the whole tonality of a scene would change from from in the movie. Like that Thomas the Train stuff. Like I, I'm willing to bet a lot of that in scene was in the original script. Mm-hmm. Like some of the zanier ideas. I mean, and you can even tell when you think, like, look at, like, I've, I've looked at some of Edgar Wright's other stuff. I can't recall a lot of it now. Scott Pilgrim, <laughs> um, Baby Driver. Uh, yeah, Baby Driver, but um, Spaced, um, that TV show he had. Um, but you can, you, 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 you can get his sense of humor, his style, and everything. So, and he, I could just tell, okay, this is him. And this is, you know, the other guy they can't you they brought in to do stuff, you know, like just the, the way his ideas were presented, the execution and everything, even though it was a different director, you can tell the thought process behind it. You know, right. his he still has his his scent on it. Yeah. Um my what was my other problem with Ant Man? Um I mean I thought Emmett was good, of course, my opinion was the best. T I was even uh funny to me in this movie. Yeah. Um but um, what was it? It was something about Ant because a lot of people do not like Ant Man. I thought Ant Man was the movie I was not going to like, but I ended up liking. Um, it's easily the, the lowest grossing movie of all these. Yeah, but I don't think people really came out for it because mm-hmm. they were like automatically like, you know what? You might have got us with Guardians of the Galaxy, but I'm not here for this fucking Ant Man. <laughs> yeah, like at that point you already seen everything. Continue it. Like, well, now we want to be judgy. <laughs> right. <laughs> it, it's like yeah, pretty much. It's like I'm like y'all been y'all been eating eating it up. <laughs> no, yeah, just, but now now it's too much. We've gone too far. I was like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> like, no. All right. Watch. Uh, phase three began with Captain America Civil War, which we talked about in the show a whole bunch because that movie was fucking awesome. It introduced us to the Black Panther, T'Challa. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> we saw T'Chaka oh, die. Um, Bucky, was, Bucky was wanted when there's Captain Zemo controlling him with that goddamn uh, uh, grocery list. T'Challa dies. Clinkies. That was memed to hell and back. <laughs> it's still getting Boy, memed. I saw a meme yesterday that said, oh, babe, come over, Bucky. I can't. I'm having a kind of helping stop an uh, intergalactic conflict. And then um, Bay started reading that damn list and it just showed a picture of Bucky <laughs> running. <laughs> I hate y'all. I hate y'all so much. <laughs> damn it. That movie is really good. I also introduced the, um, us to the MCU's version of Spider-Man, played by um, what's the what's the little boy's name? Tom Holland. Tom Holland. Thank you. I was about to say Tom. <laughs> I was like, that ain't right. That's Loki. <laughs> when, when I tell you um, that Tom Holland was, um, I mean, the way they wrote, like they did his origin and just that quiet bedroom scene. That's how you do a quiet scene. Yeah, that really oh, yeah. is. Oh, yeah. That is that is expert filmmaking there. Okay. Uh, you know, not at a farmhouse. <laughs> in a nice bedroom was, in Brooklyn with a stranger in your room was, when you're 15. With somebody hitting on your beautiful. hot aunt. Yeah. With your hot aunt. aunt which aunt she May. has no business 
That's yeah. They, everyone's calling her hot me. <laughs> well, the thing is, they had to, they revised the they cast. Uh, what's her name? Uh, what's the lady's name who played Aunt May now? Um, uh, t- uh, it starts with an M. Tia or. What's her name? God, I, I'm looking at the woman in my head. I, I swear to God, I cannot remember her name. Uh, Marissa Tomei, because she was on Empire. Yeah. That's what she was, yeah. And a different world and a bunch of stuff. She won Oscars and shit, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, like, because, you know, she's the actual, she's like 50. She's the actual age Peter Parker's actual aunt would have been. Like hot, and she has Obamacare. Yeah. People don't know how to handle that combination. He <laughs> <laughs> can't. Right. <laughs> Why? I mean, Marissa Tomei got that ounce of ethnic that's keeping her youthful. <laughs> I mean, hey, a little bit of do you good. Wow. A dab of do you. <laughs> but just yeah, takes a drop. Mm, these wrinkles just move out. But yeah, everybody, you know, freaked out over like the gigantic Avengers versus Avengers fight, you know, with Team Cap and Team Iron Man. Yeah, and I love how, I love how in the early trailers you didn't, you couldn't tell that Spider Man was there, but then once it was confirmed, they dropped Spider Man in Spider Man sequences in the trailers, mm-hmm. and people lost all of their minds. Yeah, they couldn't under, they couldn't believe the last, the last trailer for that movie. It was just like you know what. If I don't see this movie, <laughs> like, I, I have not completed life life's mission. Right, <laughs> like you failed. Yeah. Next up was Doctor Strange, um, which that was a little bit strange for me because I got to call my my grandma was was you know terminally ill. Like I think like a maybe like a few minutes before we saw it. Um. So that was always like. I, I don't remember Dr. Strange as well as some of the other ones, even though I saw it in the theater. We saw it at that free screen, me and Ali. Um, but yeah, like, it, it was good. I know there's a lot of controversy of, with it about the fact that, you know, the Asian woman was recast as a white woman, Tilda Swinton, because they were too scared to cast an Asian woman instead of an Asian man. You know, and Scott Derrick, the director. Mm, well, wait a second. No, 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 no. Wait, wait. Backpedal that. I thought the reason was they were afraid... To cast an Asian because that would be too much too stereotypical. They were afraid to cast an Asian man because it was too stereotypical. So they wanted to cast an Asian woman. Then they thought, what is this whole dragon lady stereotype? You know, of like the strict, you know, um, Asian woman taskmaster. So they were like, let's not do either. Let's go get a white woman until this winter. Mm-hmm. Like, what, but same argument. Whoever was so. What would have been this? What would have been the solution then? Wait, 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 Moji, what did you say? I was saying, like, I feel like that was the same argument that whoever made, like, the Iron Fist for Netflix had, where they just were like, well, that's too controversial and that's too controversial, so let's go safe. And I'm like, there's controversy in safety just as well, because safety is the default whiteness, which people are sick of. Right. Yeah. What gets me is, did they even speak to an, a person of um, of the culture they're going for no, to get not. their opinion? Like, it was just like... I'm like, that's the easiest thing, but you guys didn't want to because you think you have all the answers already instead of asking the people who may be offended by your choice. Like, I don't get that. Sounds like like old white man to me. I mean, yeah. (laughs) We have all of the answers all the time. I mean, not like they don't have an, like, it's not like you had to reach out to just your one Asian friend. They actually have an organization in Hollywood, like, you know, for Asian actors or with representation of whatnot. There are committees and stuff built around this. 
But why listen to them when you, when you, I, when I have all the answers and I'm? I mean, yeah. if they if they knew what they were talking about, they would be in this position and not me. Right. But yeah, um, we'll show you. <laughs> but yeah, so Dr. Strange, of course, you know, theme everybody remembers, of course, the climax. Dormammu, I've come to bargain over and over and over and, and over. over and over, and ten thousand years later. <laughs> <laughs> Funny. Uh, but yeah, and of course we get, we get introduced to the time stone here because it's in like the little the um, what's the what's the eye of what was it again? Eye of Agamotto. Yeah, that's around his neck. Um, um, but yeah, and of course, um, at least they took his um, Doctor Strange's hand servant Wong and made him into an actual character, and who wasn't a hand servant? Because that would have been a problem. Yeah, I like yes. that. Would have been the the other big huge problem. What do you think I have to ask you guys? What do you think would have been this should be the solution to Tilda Swinton Swinton's character? Well, she did. What, so it's good. We don't have to worry about her. No, anymore. but what would you have I think this what would, you have would have done? been cast an Asian actor and make him human and not a stereotype. Right. The only reason it becomes a stereotype is if you write them as a stereotype. If right. you write them like a human being, it is not a problem. So I think mm. they should have just written it the way it was, but just Okay, they wrote him stereotypically. Now we're gonna write him as a fully fleshed human being and move on. Right. I mean, well, how do you how do you not make him? Because the whole idea is that he this this Asian character they are in charge of this particular monastery or whatever, and they they always come off like the the, the quintessential like Asian um sort of Mister Miyagi type the, the the oracle. So how do you not? Make him that. I mean, who, do, who, we, who are you talking about? The ancient one. The ancient one. Um, because you you mean not writing him as a Mister Miyagi character? I mean, what, I could what, I couldn't tell you, you offhand, but write him having a freaking personality. I mean, I I mean, he can still be the master of something, but you don't have him speak in like a broken English dialect. Okay. You know, or you like don't, don't just you don't you don't like, give you don't give him a full man shoe. You don't have right. a fortune cookie predictions every other season. Right. Every right. Okay. So just, yeah, okay. There you go. Make uh, it more relatable. Right. I mean, do what they did with Wong. Because Wong is so offensive in the comics. He's a manservant. He's basically Asian steamboat. Right. He, 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 you know, his life is dedicated to Doctor Strange. I mean, that, that's not like something unique to him like you have Alfred you have mm-hmm. you have Alfred's Batman you have I mean there it's it's a trope in comic books but there's a way where you don't make them solely like basically a slave of that character right right um so after Doctor Strange we got Spider-Man Homecoming no we got Guardians of the Galaxy 2 first my bad uh which was enjoyable if, if a step down from part one. We did get the shout out to the old... Um, oh, I forgot to mention, um, she would tell Edgy of four, and it was really great in Doctor Strange as well, as Mordo. Even though he pissed me off at the end. Oh, when he turned evil? Well, not only that, but you... Oh, the first person you go after is the cripple, the one only using magic so he can walk. <laughs> <laughs> that bitch-ass move. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... Um, Guardians of the Galaxy Part Two. Where we learned we learned it in the Part One that um, Star Lord, played by um, another Chris, Chris Pratt, was you know half him um, um, immortal because his dad was the um, ego of the living planet, 
And so part two revolves around him going to said living planet and meeting the dad played by Kurt Russell. And, you know, when we see the flashback at the beginning of him, they made Kurt Russell, like young Kurt Russell with a whole lot of CGI. <laughs> that was good, though. It was good. It was good. Um, it, was, it was an enjoyable movie. It was really fun. Um, it was a little bit long, though. Although it, it, I, my favorite part is the um, when um, he gets saved by, um, oh boy, Michael Rooker's character. Mm-hmm. And it's like, he might have been your father, but he wasn't your daddy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, wow. I still live for that opening sequence with Baby Groot dancing at the fight. Yeah, when they're all fighting in the background, Baby, baby, baby Groot's just getting their dance. <laughs> I'm still here for the scene where, where Yondu gets his fin back and he annihilates the entire crew mm-hmm. of that ship. Yeah. I love that scene. Because <laughs> revenge is so, so sweet. <laughs> in this movie like everybody gets an arrow you get an arrow you get an arrow <laughs> <laughs> you get, everybody gets an arrow yeah and it was it was beautiful the, the, the scene is is you know them like walking you know the whole slow motion victory walk and then people are just falling from the rafters around them <laughs> <laughs> as the arrow is zooming around <laughs> Wow. Yeah. <laughs> um, next up, we have Spider-Man Homecoming, which was a Spider-Man... Like, everybody says it's the best Spider-Man movie. I tend to agree. I might I might it's argue with Spider-Man, homecoming. too. Homecoming. Yeah. <laughs> He's finally come home. He's finally come home. Shout out to um, um, Michael Keaton as um, the Vulture. Mm-hmm. And Top that, five um, Marvel villains. Yeah, and that tense ass John drive to the prom. That shit was very well put together, though. How they contrasted, you know, the whole te- all like the teenage trappings of Peter Parker's life with Spider Man stuff, mm-hmm. which usually gets does, gets botched in movies. And in the comics, they've aged them up so far to try to avoid writing that because I think a lot of comic book writers don't know how to write kids. But like this movie did it perfectly. Well, it, yeah, they pretty much made him a. Um... What was I going to say? I lost my thought. I'm sorry. A modern New York teenager, like, you know, he goes to a bodega that's a bodega cat in the bodega. <laughs> Sleep right. on the bridge. The school, the school was really diverse. Yeah. Because like, you're in New York City. Yep. Remember when we were like, all those black people were like being like, like they were announcing all these black people being in Spider-Man Homecoming? Yeah. Garcelle like- Beauvais. <laughs> people were pissed. People online were so upset. Zendaya. They were like, how dare you accurately portray New York City as a multicultural place? (laughs) (laughs) Ain't no niggas in Queens. Right? They wanted wanted the Lena Dunham sanitized version of New York where you would see one person of color every 85 blocks. Yeah. Which is a mess. Like, come on, really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I I should also mention, starting with um, the Phase 3 movies, that they were mostly being shot in Atlanta. So, of course, it's Spider-Man Homecoming when they go to the hotel. It's the same hotel that um, it's from Dragon Con. It's Dragon Con. (laughs) It's the same goddamn elevator that you see. Yeah. The Marriott? Yeah, the Marriott. So I did you not walk into realize the... that, that, like, the Marriott, that Marriott Hotel has, like, the second biggest um, lobby in the world or something. Or, or something. Oh, it's really? some, it, not lobby. It's, like, the, um, like the, uh, the height or something. Anyway, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's, it's famous for its architecture, at least. Um, 
Yeah, Dragon Con. There was also the furry convention there this year. Lord Jesus. I actually went and ju- ju- just to observe and people watch. It was fun. Went to the furry convention. Yeah, it was. It, Atlanta has the fourth largest furry convention well, in the world. Well, we won't judge if you attended because you wanted to. So can. Like, oh no, I I just stayed in the lobby. So can. I, I was. What? What kind of furry are you? You can tell Don't, us. I'm kind of weirded out that you asked me that and you phrased it that way. There are also. Furry... Why is he using that voice? <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Why is he using that voice? I mean, there there were actually che- they, while you're saying it like that, there are pe- children there too, like teenagers and stuff. Yeah, but then there are also very old men who should not be there at all. Yeah, that's why I left at nine because I'm like, I don't want to be one of those old men. Um, I'm like, you you know what? This is getting creepy, um, and and I'm the one feeling creepy, so I'm gonna go. But it was nice. Like, I mean, it was just nice to like. See how they interact and everything, and how people really get into character and love their costumes. Um, I'll share the X-rated pictures later. But no, um, I was like, right. share the G-rated ones with us. Yeah, but I don't want to see no X-rated pictures. That's I'm fine. joking. Do you think? I really have, <laughs> do you really think I have X-rated pictures of furries? Shrug. <laughs> Brandon. Brandon. Ken is saved. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Ken is saved. <laughs> Sanctified. Mm-hmm. Holy Ghost feel. I had to give um <laughs> Lord, I want to talk about something, but we might have to cut it, so we're gonna leave it alone. Okay. <laughs> Holy Ghost Force Feel. <laughs> uh next up was Thor Ragnarok, which of course for everybody you know enjoy. Shout out to Taka Watiti. Shout out to um Tessa Thompson falling off that damn <laughs> scout. Oh my god. Wait a second. <laughs> wait, 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 Brandon, wait. <laughs> Just before you <laughs> Before you continue, I just have to say that I feel like as if um, Zendaya deserves a shout out for the Homecoming movie. Oh, yeah, we, we said, said, I said she Zendaya, was, but yeah, yeah, absolutely. yeah. You said that she was in it, but it, she deserves a real shout out because she did a really good job, and she she really, even though her scenes, she only had like one liners. That's all she had. Yeah, one liners. But they were some but hot they were one-liners. all very. They were all very memorable, and you know, she, she played such a really down-to-earth kind of just in the background kind of character that that whenever she had something to say, people listened. So yeah, good job on that. Absolutely. But yeah, back to Tessa Thompson. She came out of that spaceship and (laughs) listen, I even thought that was a mistake. I was like, is she okay? (laughs) (laughs) Is this supposed to be in the movie? God damn it. She just fell all the way out. Is somebody going to help her? <laughs> help her! Help her! <laughs> Taika Waititi as, the, as the, um, the rock dude. Hey, what's going on? <laughs> with his, with his clearly New Zealand Maori accent. This off, scary ghost! <laughs> oh my God. This dude literally just took everything from Hunt for the Wilder People and put it into this movie. <laughs> like, come on. Listen, that shit was funny from Ooh. beginning to end with Thor tied up to that thing and swinging around real slow talking about, wait, I'll be back around in a second. <laughs> One second. To even oh, hella, Kate Blanchett me. had jokes. Listen, when, when she had her speech on top of those stairs and the one Asian guy was like, who do you think you are? She, who, do I, who do you think I... Did you not hear what I just said? <laughs> <laughs> You all the way over there, though. Where she walked past that, the, the supposed Infinity Gauntlet. Fake! Fake! <laughs> uh, the theater I was in, they were, be- they, they, they couldn't stop 
laughing even to the point where I felt like as if we may have even missed some jokes because when she did that strut through the the trophy room and just started started calling things fake and then knocked over that thing I was like wow you are really you are really funny as just just in general like you played that role to a T you could tell that people you could tell that people had fun on this set yeah I have a feeling that there were a lot of laughs on the set as well I hope so they like they had a lot of fun and of course you know um, the Hulk as more of a fully formed character, you know, like, like, uh, oh, actually speaking, yeah, <laughs> uh, Hulk, uh, no, Hulk, you and I are both like fire, snow, but Hulk, like a raging fire, Thor, more like smoldering fire. <laughs> <laughs> oh, when Tessa Thompson is is addressing her, she's like, Hey, big boy, she's like, hey, big girl. <laughs> <laughs> And she was like, what's she doing? Uh, just being, just, just winning. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> winning. <laughs> what you doing? <laughs> Even Loki had jokes when Thor was throwing shit at his head. <laughs> um, well, you have to check because you don't know if he's really fake or not. <laughs> and and when, when Thor and Hulk were fighting in the arena and, and Hulk grabbed Thor and swam side to side, Loki was like, yes, yes, now you know yeah. how you see how it feels. Now you know how it feels, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <sighs> so so much petty was going on in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> so much. Uh, what are you doing? What what's that around your face? It's a disguise, but I can see your face. Not when I do this. You know, I I need the Hulk. He's useful. I'm useful. Are you? Are you? Know? <laughs> Are you? Are you though? <laughs> and then, of course, did you know in February this year we had, you know, the event of our lifetimes. Everything. Everything. Black Panther. T'Challa. Nakia. Okoye. Shuri. Imbaku. Zuri. <laughs> Eric Killmonger. What, what, what's his what kind of name? In the Jaka is that is that in the Jaka? I don't remember. <laughs> that movie, that movie gave me so much goosebumps. <laughs> it is Challenge Day. We have watched from the mountains as your technology has been overseen by a child. We will not have it. We will not have it. Ah. <laughs> Oh my god, the Mbaku challenge was everything. <laughs> just spent a whole half an hour at work just going through people's videos. Like, wow. Time well spent. Time well spent indeed. Indeed. Like, wow. What a movie. I mean, from the I really got choked up when the the Black Panthers um, ship is flying into Wakanda for the first time. This never and, gets old. And the the music, the music. Like it's just, it's like, and it, it's almost like as if like, it is just surreal seeing that because he goes to the barrier and you see all of these beautiful buildings. You see all this technology. There's a monorail system. You see there's a there's some kind of a bus that looks like it's 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 levitating. You see that there are these somehow incorporated like these these African traditional looking homes and 
like actually like um, contemporary buildings and they fuse them together. So they still look old, but you know that they're like futuristic. It's just beautiful. Like, no, wow. no racist white people. Not, not a single patch of blotchy Caucasian skin. <laughs> not just melanin one. everywhere. Everywhere. It's just beautiful. Ooh, this movie was black. <laughs> it just made me feel so full, like that, like like a gospel artist hugging themselves on their album cover. You lied to ask. When Jesus says yes, nobody can say white people in Wakanda. <laughs> I mean, they even made Bucky stay on the outskirts. Yeah, <laughs> Bucky couldn't even come in. White wolf. <laughs> Not, not um, today, White I, Wolf. I love Black Panther. Everything about it was just amazing. Like from the soundtrack, the music, like to just the shade. And honestly, that was like one of my biggest fears is that they wouldn't go, they would soft pedal to make white like people blackness. Yeah, you you know, yeah. I was like, man, if you soft pedal blackness, this is gonna be a really bad movie. Yeah, <laughs> and, really but movie. we were ready to accept that because that's the norm, you know. So I oh, think, if this wasn't going to be a bad movie, yeah, definitely. Yeah, we were not going to mention it. In, 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 but we in, weren't ready for it to be so black. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like they let him be. Like they didn't pull him back. Like I can't even imagine what ended up on the cutting room floor then, because this was still pretty black. That's and why was, people were just just so hungry for what they think is a four hour cut of this movie. Yeah, I I People want it. Hungry. I want. I mean, we might we might have to have like a cookout special edition just dedicated to watching it. Like, <laughs> like it's a it's like it's a four hour like you set the TV outside for everybody in the family. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Get like a, get like a white blanket and, 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 I, and put it on a, and we'll have the ceremony. A... Pit, um, Karen's <laughs> potato salad on which nobody will eat. Oh hell no, nah, Karen! You keep your <laughs> bad ass potato salad to yourself. <laughs> ah, <laughs> I see what's going on. So this this woman Karen, she's Caucasian, eh? And she has her own recipe for potato salad. Eh? Oh, I see. It is noble that she would uh, want to cook for everybody, even though I've never had potato salad. I sense that this white woman does not season her food. And if she does, it's only with a little pinch of salt and no paprika. And if she puts unusual, unnecessary things in there like raisins. So I think I have to say, yes, say it. Go on to China, say it. Oh, hell no, Karen. You keep your bland ass potato salad to yourself. <laughs> Every Karen out there got it, except for Karen from the black guy who tips them. But <laughs> why? Why would you be putting raisins in motherfucking potato salad? Did you see the white women who responded to the to the um the joke talking about what? There were white women who they yeah. Karen who said very funny, but my people love my potato salad. I use apples and oranges like you the problem. Oh my god, yes, dig your grave even deeper. Like why y'all like this? <laughs> I was to change up. I was to be extra on these recipes. It's potato salad. <laughs> you don't need to put all that extra stuff in potato salad. It's potato salad. <laughs> you have to go out of your way to fuck up potato salad. Even like the it. most unoriginal recipe. It's potato salad. You throw even with mayonnaise and a fucking egg. You, you, you know how hard you have to go to. Fuck? Well, you know what? I, I realized Karen probably uses the same sex, um, recipe for her carrot salad for her potato salad. Ew. Oh my God. So, I mean, that's the only thing that makes sense. Oh, God. Bind it, Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> it's like you- <laughs> <laughs> I can't breathe. Just say bye to Jesus. <laughs> but oh. what got me was how many white people went up for that joke. <laughs> like they, they tired uh, of if, bad, bland ass potato salad too. Like if you follow <laughs> uh, the comic book writer uh, Gail Simone, she made fun of that that scene for like three days on Twitter talking about Karen's potato salad. Listen, <laughs> like, I, I imagine like, Gail Simone know how to cook. I just I don't know how, but <laughs> her writing, just, I just feel like there's there's spices at her home. Well, she's a hairdresser for one. <laughs> so it's something about a white woman of a certain size, and she does hair. She know her way around from so around a kitchen and a black man. <laughs> Let me stop. I'm getting wrong. Wow. All righty. <laughs> All right. So if anyone comes out on Thursday night, um, I I I actually. If you live in the Atlanta area, you hear this early enough. I got, um, I think, one extra seat left that somebody had claimed. <laughs> oh. Yeah, because I bought Fox. I, th- I thought Steve was coming with us, but Lisa told me he's not. Because mm. he's going to be in I'm, town. That means, I wonder if can I coordinate. I don't know, because I already had my ticket for the 11 o'clock showing at Atlantic Station. Yeah, we're going at 7 at to Studio Movie Girl. Mm. I'll let you know. Okay. Um, you want to see it twice, <laughs> or if you, uh, know, or I, if you I, know somebody who wants to see it? I mean, well, uh, Studio Movie Grills all the way up in Marietta. Mm-hmm. Marietta. Um, the only reason I would go is because that's not far from my job, right? At seven, but for anybody else, unless you're already in that era area, or wow, I'm getting country. Right, um, you're from South right. Carolina, and, of course you're getting country. N- no, I'm not. Uh, <laughs> I'm actually from another country state, Ohio. I know, but that's not a hero there. Um. But no, um, I'll let you know. But yeah, anybody coming from Atlanta, that's a hard push in traffic. If you, I know I have to leave at five, but I can make it. And I'm coming. From okay. You have to leave at five to get somewhere by seven, Brandon. That's a good point. That's uh, a hard push. I don't know why you did seven o'clock, Brandon. Because the other one was sold out. Were you not in on the thread that we, we were trying to buy them tickets? And I waited like like I, I waited like an hour because I did go to like a chiropractic um doctor appointment. Came back, the shit was all done. That's gonna be one hell of a drive for me. We'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, my, and you and you picked not the lead, like an uncentral location. I had everything else was sold the fuck out. I I love the way me and my friends coordinated that. Like we 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 got that done that morning. Like it was it was strange. Like it was almost well, we did the same thing with Black Panther, but like one of us had already bought like everybody's t- like a ticket. Well, uh, uh, a Fandango uh, um, gift card for Black Panther, so we already were set to pay for it. So it wasn't all that um, rigmarole of like, can somebody get me a ticket and I'll get you back on payday and some shit. Um, so yeah, it, we, it, it was like everybody was ready. And then we everybody got ready for this because it's like, okay, you need a ticket. Okay, I got you, you know, until such and such. So you got you to gotta be ready. You got to be sitting on ready for these things. We weren't sitting on ready for Deadpool, though, for some reason. Deadpool selling out? I don't know, but yeah. we weren't, we didn't. It was like, eh, I'll wait. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I really want to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure they'll open lots of... Um, Extra screens. Nah, Deadpool is an R. Yeah, 
Um, yeah, I mean, if you want no, a, a good a, seat for Avengers, I'm saying I'm sure. Even if you didn't, if if you feel like as if some people out there who are listening that they didn't get their tickets, I'm sure they'll have extra screens. They'll start opening extra screens because that's what happened to a lot of people who couldn't see Black Panther at first. They would, if you just stayed around in the theater, there would be an announcement over the speakers that would say, "Hey, we're opening up another." Attention, screen. ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, the movie with all of the Negroes in it has an extra screening at three fifty-two p.m. Oh, they don't do such things at Atlantic Station. Maybe, may, maybe in these like nigger rig places you go to. Wow. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I mean, we just got extra theaters. We ain't schedule nothing. Ain't nothing more nigger rig in this in this city than Atlantic Station right about now. <laughs> Whatever. That is that is that is that is the place. You to obviously go to. Ha- have you been to movies ATL? <laughs> That's the only movie theater I know where I can show up thirty minutes late and the movie hasn't started yet. Touche. Because <laughs> I have been to movies ATL. I think I probably went with you one time. I know we went ago. to see. I was. Uh, we went to see The Hangover, and you didn't care for it. Yeah. Except for the one scene where they were like, Mike, um, Mike kept jumping out the, oh, no, when the um, little person was jumping out the um, the um, back seat of the car. No, you were taking a, you looked like you were about to go into paralytic shock. <laughs> no, you liked it when the police officer was was like copying the black the black woman police officer. Like, we ain't gonna fall for that. No, we ain't gonna fall for that. Like you uh, like that. Scene. Oh, that's only part I laughed at. Yeah, I only, I, remember I only laughed like once or twice. I remember I didn't I don't, care for it. I love to hang over. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, so Infinity War, of course, is about Thanos, played by Josh Brolin, coming to Earth to try to collect the Infinity Stones to build the Infinity Gun so he can basically... Um, is that is that your country accent, Brandon? Yes. So he can... Thanos. Thanos. <laughs> so he can bend reality to his will so the Avengers um, have to stop him. And so all of your favorite Avengers are going to be there. There clearly is going to be a gigantic battle sequence in Wakanda, which I hear is the third act of the movie. So they destroy Wakanda... Blame white people. Um, <laughs> yep. Um, that's that's a little upsetting. It is a little upsetting. But you know something? I have a feeling that that's probably going to be the basically the setting the stage for Black Panther two, which is probably going to be something of a civil war, right? Probably. They can... People are because I I can't imagine that native Wakandans living in the city are going to be too happy with the fact that not everybody will be happy with the fact that he just opened up the Wakanda. To when the you rest said of the world. you were going to open up Wakanda, this is not what I had in mind. What did you have in mind? <laughs> <laughs> a Starbucks? <laughs> no Olympics. Olympia Olympics. Maybe a Starbucks. I'm trying to remember what the other no. thing was. Ooh, that commercial aged badly. It did. It did. <laughs> People are wondering, are they going to cut that out of the movie? Like, well, they got like, they had like a day. Possibly they could have done it. Because um, the movie, they got to start. That movie's Ooh. on trucks already. Because it, it'll, you know, be able to show it everywhere on Thursday. They got to ship it all across the world and shit. I don't know if they had time. And plus, parts probably pointed out, Starbucks probably paid for that line. So they probably can't cut it out. Mm. Oh yeah, you know when you when people wow. t- name brand names in movies, seventy percent of the time is paid advertising. Um, I don't think Marvel needs Starbucks money. They can be like, here, here you go. <laughs> like yeah. we don't need we don't like need your money right now. We are not a B, a C list musical artist who needs somebody to pay for our music video with some Ciroc. So <laughs> I'm sorry, Motorola two way page me, mm-hmm. which actually. Motorola did pay him for. Um, 
It's true. Uh, I like Jay-Z, though, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I wanted to ask y'all a couple more questions um, to wrap up. Uh, who's going to die? Yeah. Who's going to die in Infinity War? Mm, I think Tony's a goner. I think Tony's going to die. Cap is going to die. And Bucky's going to die. Yeah. Well, Tony, then Bucky, then Cap. I think it's going to be, I think it's just going to be definitely Tony and definitely Drax. <laughs> what Drax? <laughs> you, just need, you, need, you just need a mark on the guards of the Galaxy team? So, so because remember, that was, well, my whole thought process was he was so gung-ho about getting back at, at Thanos that he was going to attack Gamora in the first movie. Oh, yeah. So I have a feeling that he still has a bone to pick, so he's going to be like too overzealous. I'm going to try to attack Thanos like head on, and then they're going to, and that then he's going to put him, they're going to put him down, and then it's going to be like a big dramatic thing to to give the rest of the team like a, a shot. an idea of just how bad, just how ruthless Thanos is. I got you. Yeah, and then they're going to kill Tony. <laughs> Please kill the Gamora. As long as they don't kill no Wakandans, we good. No, no Wakandans. Wakandans are gonna die. Not the main ones. Yeah, that, don't kill, don't kill the main ones. Don't kill. But there are gonna be dead Wakandans. This is a war. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful black people. Um. Yeah. Unless if unless if there's gonna be like one of those. Deus Ex Machina's where the time stone is going to be used in the end of the movie to rewind. Like Superman 1. <laughs> rewind. <laughs> well, I mean, Avengers Everyone's 4 alive. is supposed to be like an alternate reality, so. Oh. Oh, okay. I believe so. I oh, that. hell. <laughs> um, what heroes or villains do you want to see in future Marvel Studios movies after we get through with Avengers 4? Doctor Doom. <laughs> I feel that. I wonder if that Doctor Doom movie will ever get made. Um, probably point. not. It'll keep, it'll keep some people employed until the merger goes through. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, Ali, what about you? Um, who do I want to see? Um, I kind of want to see. I kind of want to see um, Silver Surfer. That's good. That's not a villain. You know, heroes. But, I think heroes or villains. But he, oh, okay. Maybe. Uh, Maybe I kind of want to see that. So yeah. we'll see. Moji. Moji. Yes. Oh, yeah. I'm going to go completely off. Devil Girl. I'm sorry. No, moon, no. moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. Devil Dinosaur. I totally want to see that. I'm a huge fan. Um, I think for all the talk of, you know, Disney being a kid-friendly company and they are um we haven't seen a straight up just marvel outside of the avengers kid movie right that would be a good one um i think there's one more but i don't think it's marvel so i would just say moon girl and devil dinosaur right as for me um i would like to see a power pack movie I would actually like to see, they won't do it but sleepwalker show up someplace <laughs> uh, 
And I'd love to see the Fantastic Four done the right way. Hire Brad Bird to make Fantastic Four. Give it up. It's never that those that's just one of those movies that will just never get made, right? There's a curse on it, it feels like. (laughs) (laughs) It's like between that, the X-Men, and um let's see, what's the other movie? Fantastic Four. Yeah, the Fantastic Four, the X-Men. They they just I just feel like it's incapable for them to make a good movie of that. It's incapable for Fox, but can Marvel do it? I mean, what won't Marvel do? (laughs) (laughs) All right. And then the last question for the evening. Um, Why can't the other studios do what Marvel is doing since we are here? Um, What is it that they don't understand about the Marvel concept? Like, even after reading um, the Sony emails and, you know, like the write-ups, like, they genuinely don't understand how Marvel does what Marvel does. Like, Fox keeps hiring the same people to come back and make the movies, even though the movies aren't that good and they're diminishing returns. Um, like Steven said to me, we talked about him the other day. Uh, shout out to uh, Just the Two of Us podcast. He's one of the co-hosts there, him and his wife, Tracy. Um, like, the Fox movies are just, they just don't, except for Deadpool. Generally, they just don't get it at all. I mean, you know, like, they hired nine foot five, huge Chapman to play Wolverine to start with. They hired, you know, um, light and bright Halle Berry to play Storm. And then got Alexander Shippen to play Young Storm, who don't even like black people, apparently. Um, they got Jennifer Lawrence playing Mystique, and somehow Mystique's become a good guy, A, and B, the focus. Be in, like, her costume, even though in the comics, Mystique is in her fucking blue suit because she feels more comfortable. Right. Because she's fucking pro-mutant. Yeah. <sighs> anyway. Yeah. Annoying. I mean, it's just, it's so much. The only one they already got, really got right all the way to me was Days of Future Past. Even X2 wasn't as good as people remember it, it to be, to be honest with you. And Logan, they got, I, got, I like Logan. Logan, I have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> Senile <laughs> Professor X is very F- entertaining. <laughs> yes, he is. Um, even that movie had to slide out a sneak disc to the comics on about, oh, this is trash. Mm. Oh. Yeah. Um, and o- over at um, the Distinguished Competition <laughs> at DC and Warner Brothers. Uh, I, did I tell y'all I saw a BBS they extended the cut two weeks ago or so? Why? I think you did. Because everybody told me it was supposed to be better. And so people lied. You lied to yourself. <laughs> you lied to yourself. I've been lying to myself. <laughs> it was awful. As awful as watching the theatrical cut. It was just more awful. Wow. But like, don't watch that shit. It was awful. You learned a lesson. I learned a lesson. Yeah. You know. Do better next time. Yeah. Like, DC keeps announcing movies that we don't even know they're going to make them. Ava DuVernay. <laughs> Ava DuVernay making New Gods. Sure, Jan. We, I mean, we love Ava, but New Gods as his own movie with Superman and them not in it? I don't know. That's a lot. <laughs> That's a heavy ask. Okay, so I have a question. Yes. And I want two glasses of red wine in right now, so forgive this question. And I don't feel like Googling. Namor. Who's Namor under? Namor is a Marvel character, but 
the rights to Namor were sold at Universal a long time ago, and Universal will not sell them back. Jesus fucking Christ, because <laughs> I would love for them to do Namor. I would too. Even though like I'm torn because I love Aquaman because that's going to be um oh, what's his name? Jason Momoa. Momoa, yeah, and I'm a Jason Momoa fan. Bat but, costume, I dig it. Right? But I would love for Marvel to just be like, bam, we're going to do Namor now. And then Aquaman 50,000 times better. That, just love that. that would be beautiful. I yeah. would love it. because, And then you have the friendship between, or I don't know if you would call it friendship per se, but the relationship between Namor and Black Panther. And yeah. then you put Tony Stark into that ego fest. Like, come on. Yep. Gold. If you bring the Fantastic Four and you have, you know, Namor always trying to hit on Sue Storm. Yeah. I'm sorry, Sue Richards, yes. my bad. Like, he is completely fine with being trash, and I am here for it. <laughs> yeah. Because DC is making Aquaman. They're making Shazam. Did you hear the latest about Shazam, Moji? The latest rumor? No, because you're the only one who likes that, but fill me in. Um, so... <laughs> <laughs> so... Just cut me deep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bloody on the floor. Um, so in the comics, you know, Billy Bassett is a foster kid and he stays in a foster home and he can share his powers with his foster family. So all the kids can become superheroes. So I knew this was happening for a long time, but the internet just found out literally yesterday because people got caught going to the set over the last couple of weeks. <laughs> So they found out who's playing the rest of the um, Shazam family. Um, le- reportedly, well, we are we are saying the show that Ross Butler's playing um, Eugene, the, um, the little Asian kid. Is that confirmed? It's not conf- well, he's in Toronto working on an undisclosed movie. He's mm-hmm. been working out like crazy. People won't say what the movie is. He and he's following the entire production staff of Shazam. Damn. Okay. <laughs> um, Instagram will get you every Instagram time. Instagram will get you every time. Um, so he's he's playing um, Super Eugene. Um, Adam Brody's playing the super version of Freddie Freeman, Jack Dylan Grazier. Uh, Michelle Borf, who is a regular on Hawaii 5 but Ali Delhi didn't even recognize her. She's playing oh, the older version of Mary Bromfield, so she'll be Mary Marvel. Uh, DJ Cotrona, uh, who is not Latin, Huh. is playing the old version of Pedro Pena, played by um, Hovan Armand, who is Latin. Huh. He's one of those white people who can pass for Latin because he's got, like, you know, like... Um, exotic Exotic features. features and dark hair. And he tans very well. Mm. You did DJ Contrana? Yeah, yeah, the one who was supposed to play Superman back in the day in um, the Justice League movie that George Miller never made. Um... But yeah, he's playing the older version of Pedro. And Megan Good is supposed to be playing the older version of the little black girl, Darla, played by um, Annie from um, Faith Herman, Annie from This Is Us. Okay. Hmm. Um. <laughs> I was like, Megan Good? But then I was like, that's got to be impossible. I looked at her, all her, uh, her uh, social media. She in Toronto working on a project. Nobody know what it is. I was like, shit. <laughs> It's a good thing or a bad thing, though? Well, I thought it was a cool thing, but uh, Ali and I had a discussion about Megan Good last yesterday, and apparently Ali is not care for Megan Good at all. Uh, I don't really care for... She's pretty no. and she's mediocre, so... She's... she's Well, Brandon informed me that because, and I, I've pointed out that Megan Good 
looks she like has a, a child. Face that doesn't age. She's got a very childish face about her. So even so, when they cast her for Minor- Minority Report, the TV series, and I was like, "You want her to be the lead?" I was like, "You're crazy. I can't look at Megan Good in a tan suit and imagine her as an adult. I can't. <laughs> I'll never. You'll never fool me. That is." That is a girl at an internship. That is not a, that's not a full adult. <laughs> no. So, yeah, they're going to Dawson cast the shit out of her. <laughs> Every single time. But you know what? Brandon informed me that that's a good thing for the this Shazam part, movie. Because she's playing because, a child at, in an adult's body. Exactly. And the youngest um, child who, who gains the Shazam powers. She doesn't age up as high as yeah, the other kids do. The others aged to be like grown, adults, grown. but this one, this one doesn't age to be. She ages to be like, I would even say maybe early 20s. 14-ish, 15-ish, like teenager. So, no, I mean to say what she ages up to. Yeah, she ages to be a teenager. She's like eight. Oh, she ages up to just... <laughs> oh, right. So she ages up to be a teenager. So it's not that big of a yeah. deal. So there you go. So yeah, that's that's what's supposed to be happening. And then Wonder Woman two is coming. It's it's got to start production soon. And now they just said they they signed up Steven Spielberg to make um a Black Hawk. Was it is a Black Hawk? It's Black Hawk movie, which is an obscure ass old comic from the forties, which was popular back in the forties. Basically, it's a World War II period piece. So it's right up Spielberg's alley. Hmm. Well. Um, what else? Oh, and they just they just hire uh, what's the lady? Make it her name because she's gonna be the first Asian woman to ever direct one of these pictures. She's gonna be making Birds of Prey because that one I it was, hasn't been in the works for a while. But when the script finally came in, they said he liked it so much they decided to go ahead and put it into um, production. Uh, Kathy Yan is her name. She's only done one indie film that won a lot of awards, basically. But, you know, they have hired her to make Birds of Prey. Because mm-hmm. the same um, screenwriter um, who wrote Birds of Prey, if I could find her name, Christina Hodson, they also hired her to write Batgirl, but they decided they want to do Birds of Prey first. And if that's a success, then they'll make the Batgirl. You can find me on Twitter. Um, That'd be their way of introducing Batgirl into this universe. And I have yeah, television um, shows, Brandon. Covers, the interesting thing to me, part is like, well, number one, I heard and she's just okay. Me, and we get to talk a whole bunch of shit. Who has a screenwriter? <laughs> yeah, like, like she's getting touted, um, like, for TV being TV great, but it's kind of like the stuff, Christina Hodson, like, the stuff she's done has just been like, she really hasn't proven herself. It's kind of like she was one of those screenwriters. Like, I think she was like on some kind of, if I remember correctly, like Blacklist or something like the best. Un- yeah, the Blacklist screenplay. was the best unproduced screenplays. Which her screen got produced and the movie really didn't do that well. Is, was it um, Unforgettable or yeah. was it Shut In? Um, I think it was Shut In. Yeah, because those are the only two things she's credited as having written that's been made. Yeah, yeah, I didn't like. Um, but apparently the 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 I think this is just DC putting Wait. stuff out there because she's a name. Um, <sighs> but the only thing is, like I I heard they they have a lot of promise behind the director. Yeah. Um, I want to watch some of her shorts mm-hmm. um, because apparently her shorts are really good. She's only done one full feature length film, but she's done a bunch of shorts. Um, it's also because of who's the head of DC right now? Of DC of uh, the film division. Yeah, Walter mm-hmm. Hamada. Yeah, he's bringing a lot of Asian talent in, yep. which I think is great. Uh, That's how you do he's it. De- he's definitely um, pushing that. Um, I know uh, Margot Robbie pushed for there to be a woman uh, helming the film as the director. Yep. 
Um, so, cause she, but hopefully they do this well because she wasn't part of the Birds of Prey, even though she seems like she could fit. I well. feel like they're making her the bad guy. They could make her the bad guy, but I see them going after the Joker. Okay. And I, because they could really make this interesting if it's like, if you're aware of the comics, there, uh, there was a time where the Joker paralyzed Batgirl. Yeah. And she became another character called Oracle, Oracle who was basically the original woman in the chair. Mm-hmm. But, um, who was, um, Basically, she's like a support system for all every all the the Batman characters in Gotham, um, and a lot of superhero characters. She is like she was still a great hero in her own right. Yeah, um, and that could really tie into the fact: hey, she paralyzed you, but now you have to work with her with her, and they all have to like something about they having to take down the Joker or whatever. Tying all that together, that could really work. Right. I doubt they go in that direction, but I think it could work. I think she would be an anti-villain. Um, she goes same like, sides halfway through. Yeah, the she's gonna switch, yeah she's gonna switch sides, or she's gonna be caught like she her mission to find Mr. J is personal, whereas Mr. J, uh, right, Mr. J, her like she goes along with him probably at first just to find him because she's still in love, but then she comes to the realization that he still that nigga still ain't shit <laughs> and um, sees the light. So how many times she go back and forth? But listen, Christina Hodson wrote that awful Unforgettable, which is the white remake of um, When the Bow Breaks. Remember that movie when you saw the trailer for it with um, Rosario Dawson and um, uh, Catherine Heigl? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah what? Wait a minute. <laughs> All I can think of like, is some slow, spo- uh, spooky R&B Boy, music. Boy, I know that you may be just a bit jealous of No, that me. sounds too... That's- no, that's too. That's too. Too. too uh, uh, you still have to slow it down, and it has to be like a song that you wouldn't think think of as. Creepy. No, it, like, that's the one they used for the part of Brendan Bowbraze. They used the boy's mind. Oh, now because I, I just remember it's like <laughs> you need to get it out. Head about it now. <laughs> it's not hard to see the boy is mine. When the bow breaks, okay. rated R. Come okay, to theaters. <laughs> that... That's how I went. <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm punch drunk. Let's, let's get out of here. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, everybody go see Infinity War on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Enjoy it. Have fun. We'll review it next week. Um, if we just are at food for the whole entire recording, you'll know that it was great. Um, Shout out to Bucky, aka the White Wolf, with his um his um uh, Pantene Pro V Wakandan um <laughs> leave-in conditioner. Uh, Moji, thank you so much for joining us. Where can people find you and TV Movie Mistress online? Riverdale. Hmm. All right. And as for us, you can find the Say Something Nice podcast on at SSMPodcast.com, on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and wherever else podcasts are found, and on all social media under the handle at SSMPodcast. Thank you so much, everybody, for joining us. Um, just, a, just a programming announcement. Um, episodes, we, we'll, you got this week, you hit this week. They they won't be weekly regular for a while. Like there's a whole lot of stuff going on behind, well, like in my personal life, basically right now that I'm trying to get a hold of. So, but bear with us. We'll I I'll 
definitely try to get you Atlanta reviews and as many shows as we can get recorded. We will try to make sure we get to y'all, um, but just bear with us and, and just pray for me as well if you can, or wish me, um, you know, um, uh, wish me actual thoughts and prayers, not the kind of GOP gets out. Um, thank you guys, and, and for everybody else as well, because everybody's going through stuff right now, and I want everybody to prosper and do and do better and feel good um, because we deserve it because we are we are grouped. Um, but thanks everybody so much for listening. This has been the Say Something Nice podcast. I am Brandon. I'm Ken. This is Ali. And, we will and I'm also wigless. <laughs> we will see y'all later. Wigless in Wakanda. <laughs> Bye.